Guys, the impossible finally happened. Since we last recorded, Damian Lillard has finally requested a trade. We've been talking about this for a year, maybe even longer, theoretically. He swore he'd never do it, but Damian Lillard is leaving the Trailblazers. How do y'all feel? It's about Dame time. <laughs> that was lame. <laughs> I, I, I didn't get that one off. I didn't get that one. I'm actually ashamed like, of myself. I'm sorry. Yeah, this this doesn't I'm feel sorry. real. This doesn't feel real whatsoever. <laughs> yeah, it definitely felt like something that like we talked about so much. It was shot down so many times. We we came up here on the pod multiple times and said we're not talking about this until he does it. So now that he actually did do it, it just felt like it was an impossibility. So like. It doesn't even really hit me that he's going to be on a new team. I mean, I, is he going to be on a new team at the start of the season? I would, I would think so. Do you think so? I don't, I don't know. I feel like there's been a lot of talk from from people saying that like the Blazers, they really don't have any incentive to trade them to to Miami. You know, and like the the Heat's package hasn't been like too interesting, this and that. And so, like, if you want to wait for a better deal, then maybe you can go get that. That would be so embarrassing if they did not do that. I definitely think that this entire thing is going to be dragged the fuck out because, like, why would they need to rush into anything? It just common sense, you know, for a GM. Um, yeah. And I think if they definitely, like, don't listen to Dame and his request, if you don't listen to the greatest player of your organization's history and do him kind of dirty, everybody else is going to look at your organization, like, really questionably and i just think it's like bad business yeah i see people talk about that a lot i think it goes both ways where on one hand yes you want to do that but i think it's more just like on from a fandom thing where you want people to have that good relationship to dame and yeah. stuff and like you don't want to be known as a fan base that did him dirty but in terms of like free agents they're not going to, to trailblazers either way like i think i saw somebody make the comparison i forgot who it was but it was like when X player got traded last time, they sent him to his preferred destination. Did free free agents flock to that team? No. They're still Portland, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I see why their position is we're taking the best deal possible. Honestly, I think it's posturing both ways. I think it's Dame posturing now, only play for the Heat. But for a guy who's so morally stand, morally stand down as he is, he's not going to sit out for what team he gets traded for. And for the Trailblazers... They're going to trade him to the Heat. They just got to act like that so they can get the best haul possible. Yeah, I mean, exactly. It's it's going to have to come from a three-team deal. Like, that's, yeah, what, that's, that's, that's what it's going to be. They're not taking Tyler Hero straight up, you know, as with him being, like, the best player in the in the, um, in the the package. Then you only have, like, a couple couple straight-up picks that, for Portland's sake, they better be they better be unprotected. They better be unprotected. If you're, if you are talking about Miami Heat first round draft picks, they are 100 percent going to be like a very solid team as long as they have Dame. Make sure that in the event that they that everything flames out, that they don't have any protections and you like fully have control of everything, or else you're just you're just putting yourself in a bad situation again. Yeah, I don't think we uh we we've talked about it, but I don't think we talk like we haven't straight up said for the people who don't know. Damian Lillard has said that he only wants to play for the Miami Heat. Yeah. He's said that among other teams, but he's made it pretty clear he wants to be a member of the Heat. So, if we operate on the assumption that's going to get done one way or another, how is that going to make you view the Heat next year? Um, championship or bust, and yeah. <laughs> probably title favorites. In, it gotta be, right? Yeah. It, it's, it's either going to be them or Boston, in my opinion. Oh, Boston. Mm. Wow. That's interesting. Yeah, you're putting those two teams above Denver. 
Potentially, yeah, yeah. Right. I think I think the odds might my might look at them that way. Wow. Okay. Interesting. What about you, Mo? Yeah, no, I don't. I don't. I don't put them above Denver because I think you're just too much of a well-oiled machine. But I will say this definitely puts them like they're easily one of the three best teams. They should be one of the three best teams in the NBA. Don't matter. I'm not going to sit here and fight to death which way you want to put it or which order you want to put them in. But this easily makes them one of the three best teams or one of the two best teams in the Eastern Conference. Like they have little to no gaps. Bam, Adebayo finally does not have to be the second option. That's not what he is. <laughs> Sometimes you can do that, but that's like if you're if he's your second option, you're not gonna you're not a very stout playoff team. So Yeah, well I don't know, I mean they were in the finals, but I see what you mean. Yeah. It's not a recipe for consistent high level offense to have him be your secondary creator. So getting another guy in there next to Jimmy kinda of fixes that. I think if this happens, they're gonna be fucking incredible. I can't think of a better fitting high level and high floor trio than Dame Jimmy Bam. Like, you have the on-ball perimeter creator, the secondary creator who's just incredible inside out, then the best, one of the best defensive bigs in the world. That's a dream come true for any fan, I think. Yeah, no, it's going to be amazing. And, like, if if you operate on the assumption that Miami is just going to continue doing what they do, which is just finding guys at 24-hour fitness, LA fitness, <laughs> and getting them to play at, you know, an all-star level, they're going to they're gonna be just fine. Like, they operate so well around the margins. And so they, they're going to be able to pick up anybody and get 20 to 25 minutes out of them and get them in the rotation. So, yeah, if that like, if that's your big three, I and especially if it's Dame and Jimmy, I trust both of them in big moments to to For take sure. to take and make big shots. Like the Heat have gone to the finals twice in the last four years and haven't really like like you guys said, Bam has been the secondary creator for them, and that's not exactly what you want. If you have Dame who's coming off his best offensive season ever, like you are set to go to another level that they probably haven't been to since LeBron and D Wade. So yeah. I I love it. Yeah, I hope it happens. I'll start with you, Mo. We're talking about, like, if and when the Heat get them, but, you know, they might not. Like, maybe maybe the Blazers are really bad at it, and they're really going to take the best deal possible, and it's going to be a Kawhi to the Raptors situation. If that is to be the case, what team do you want to see get into the sweepstakes? First off, quick, again, I have to repeat that this would be organizational suicide. Like, no one's ever trusting you. No one ever wanted to go to you in the first place. But, um... Anyways, if there was a team that I wanted Damian Lillard to go to, I don't want to say, like, there's a lot of teams. Obviously, almost in every team in the NBA would pick him up easily. But a team that I thought about and that I heard from, I was watching the Low Post podcast. I think his co-host or him, one of them, mentioned the Toronto Raptors. And that's super interesting. I don't think they'll win anything for real, but it's an interesting (laughs) team. And it's an interesting fit in, in terms of just, like, big long wings next to someone like Damian Lillard, explosive point guard who can shoot from anywhere. I'd love seeing that type of basketball being played for 82 games. So yeah. there's them. Um, mainly, it's just them in my mind. I can see What would that deal look like? Who would they have to give up to get him? It would have to be Scotty Barnes. It starts with him. Okay. Yeah. So you keep OG. Well, maybe you, get, you, keep, you keep Pascal. Fred's gone, so he replaces him. Can you keep OG or it be Scotty OG plus picks? I oh no, there's no way, there's no way you can give up both. If you no? that absolutely not. Okay, I mean it's Dame, so like there is a way, 
but it's how much leverage they have. I guess that if the if the Blazers had like maximum leverage, they could. Pro- I mean, Dame's worth both. I think. Actually, I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe that is a little a little bit of overpay. I can't tell. Dame is yeah. Dame just he just got into his thirties. He's gonna be making sixty million dollars. <laughs> He's kind of old. He's like thirty two. Exactly. Yeah. No, no, I'm not yeah. trading Scotty Barnes and OJ and Obi plus picks on top of that. Get out of here. Get okay. Another team that I really wanted to see it happen. The second that he, like this rumor got posted, I, I, of course, I I said either Miami Heat. You're going to say who I'm thinking about. I know you're going to say. The New Orleans Pelicans. They have a boatload of picks, and this is the time to use it. Like, there's no time to waste for real. Of course, like, ah, why would you trade all these picks? And maybe Brandon Ingram, if he needs to be included for this deal. Bro, like, this is a a once-in-a-lifetime type of opportunity. And if you have so much assets, this is the time to use it. And I think you have to you have to roll the dice. It's a I agree 100. percent That's the team I was thinking about. The only problem is, are you going to pair Dame back up with CJ McCollum? <laughs> like that's oh my god, I'm doing this again. That's so that's awkward. Nasty work. But so awkward. If, if they can keep Ingram somehow and send McCollum out and get assets for him and route those assets over to the Trailblazers. maybe I imagine the Blazers, if they're going to entertain the Pelicans, would demand either Ingram or Zion. But if there's a way to flip McCollum for young assets and make it work, Dame Ingram Zion is fucking sensational. That man, that right. I love, I love that fit. I don't want to say I love that fit more than what the Miami have to offer, but like this is straight Damn up near. pure basketball, bro. I love that. I love. How that. do you defend a Dame Zion pick and roll? Pray. Yeah, the best hope your best hope to do that is have a bunch of OnlyFans models on the sidelines and stands to confuse <laughs> Iowa. There you go. But other than that, you might be done. <laughs> yeah, you either need a Mariah Mills or <laughs> Heavenly Intervention. <laughs> One of the two. Oh uh, yeah, man. Nah, it's about to get nasty on this pod. We gotta change topic. <laughs> that's, that's crazy. <laughs> Somebody's about yeah. to get in their bag. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, like man. the picture Nikhil just pulled up. <laughs> Yo, oh, not every disgusting. every that's picture disgusting. of Zion Williamson smiling, I will never look at him ever the same, bro. Freak, freakazoid. That's how I think about. It. <laughs> it's just okay. so menacing. Uh. How do y'all feel about the Celtics potentially getting involved? You know, a lot of people like to. <laughs> Dude, a lot of people like to throw out a potential Jalen Brown segue. for Damian Lillard. <laughs> great, great transition. Do you uh, like a potential Jalen for Dame swap for either team? Love it. Love it. Dude. Love it for who? Both. Well, I love it more for the Celtics more than the Blazers because they kind of have a backlog, obviously, when it comes to guards and stuff like that. But I think it wouldn't be – I wouldn't be as ecstatic, but I think you, you'll you be okay with it as a Portland Trail Blazers fan if you had J.B. Bond to the more exciting conversation. Dame, Tatum, and Porzingis is nasty. beautiful no, that's, basketball. That's nice. That's nice. You yeah. got Rob. You got Rob, and you got Derek White still. Yeah. Malcolm Brogdon, if he's healthy ever, like that's a team. Nah, that's a that's a that's a nice setup. I don't I don't know if I love it for Portland. Yeah, you yeah. want to pay Jalen Brown thirty three hundred million dollars, and you're starting a rebuild. Yeah, yeah. That's the the timeline just doesn't work for them, especially. But I mean, listen, if they if they do that move. And they potentially like move out Simons, and then they go full, uh, sharp, scoot, 
and Jalen Brown. I'd be interested in that. I think that they I think that Portland has a very big backlog at guard as well and they need to make some decisions and so if you go and you bring Jalen in who could play two play three whatever right you're gonna have to also make some room for him to just so that you have like the even spacing of rebuild and then Jalen who's winning now yeah bro when now Scoot Sharp Jalen Jeremy Grant Nurkic that's Loki, a nice not team. a bad team. That's, Loki, not bad. Listen, that's a nice 39 wins right there. That's, that's what that is. That's, <laughs> They're going to get nice. it anyways. Yeah. It's not good. It's not a good team, but as far as starting League a rebuild pass? around your backcourt, it's... You know, so a lot, a lot of times people, their way they're viewing rebuilds is like be ass for three or four years, get like a few top really high picks. If they're just like, listen, we got two top picks that we think are going to be guys, and we want them to be competent at an early age and learn how to win like the Celtics did with Jalen and, and uh, Tatum... They could do that with Jalen and Grant being the guys to help keep them good. And I, that's I don't hate that. And I I love that. I love that because Jalen's not a type of player to steal a lot of opportunities from someone like Scoot Henderson. He's like the main focus of their entire rebuild. Jalen Sharp, like obviously, if he pans out, it would be great. But if not, like it's not the end of the world. So well, I don't know. I don't, listen, I don't. I don't know about that, right? We don't. We don't think of Jalen Brown in that way because he's been playing next to Tatum this whole time. You give Jalen mm. Brown fifty million dollars <laughs> a year and make and give him his own team. He's taking twenty five shots a night. <laughs> but that's that's what he's doing. And listen, he's Jeremy Grant waiting. is back to being the guy now. If Lillard's gone. I, he's the only shots too. Uh, oh that's so gross. That's so gross. <laughs> Jeremy Bro, Grant plays the most disgusting. mechanical brand of basketball ever. <laughs> the bag is so mechanical. boxy. Yeah, it's disgusting. <laughs> All right, man. Yeah, we're going to have a lot to talk about with Dame in the coming weeks. Uh, the point of this episode, as everyone sees on title, was to talk about the best and worst deals. So let's move on from Dame for now. And before we get to those deals, let's talk about James Harden. I don't think we mentioned James Harden's trade request last episode. Let's do it. Let's do it. What, what do you think? So, what do you think about it? So Jalen, for those who don't know, James Harden opted into his contract with the Philadelphia 76ers with the intent of him being traded. So as we thought it was going to be his last game played with the 76ers, that was the plan for both sides. But it's been a week and Jaylen, James Harden is still a 76er. And now people are starting to wonder, is he going to get traded? If so, to who? Because the leading candidate to trade for him was the Clippers. And apparently they're playing hardball and not trying to give up Terrence Mann or a lot of draft picks. So the market for James Harden is a little weird right now. Uh, what do you think is going to happen? <laughs> he going to stay in Philly. He's going to stay in Philly. Nobody wants Big him. No, nobody, nobody wants him. That's when you said you said no, no, no. You said that, that like the market is a little, it's a little complicated. Or something. No, it's non-existent. Like it's not like, <laughs> like I don't, I don't think anybody is knocking down doors to go get James Harden, especially coming off the game seven that he had, knowing the tendencies that he has in you know on the floor off the floor the way he takes care of, of his bodies and just like the whole locker room presence of that i don't think you want to give up a whole bunch of assets to bring that in because like if you feel that you're a step away james harden is not the guy <laughs> to, to to get you over the hump he should have been that for philly and in back-to-back years he's he's just not he's not been able to show up at, at the at the end of the season so i don't I don't know. I think he probably ends up playing for the Sixers at the start of the year. Mm. Bro. <laughs> I saw a tweet. I don't know who it was from, but I know it was from a, a trusted source. 
dropping dimes. <laughs> but I saw something about the Clippers not wanting to part ways with Terrence Ross, and then some other trade. I think it may have been related Terrence possibly Man. to the Damian Lillard. Yeah, uh, yeah, Terrence Man. There you go. And then also, <laughs> I heard that the 76ers were not willing to part ways with Tyrese Maxey either. So they're just like the value. Is just completely discombobulated from every single angle imaginable when it comes to talking about Harden and what is a good fit for him, and also like what makes sense for the Philadelphia 76ers ros- roster and also the potential Clippers roster and all that. Like, the it's just too yeah. volatile. There's no consistency, like Donovan said, or you didn't say that, but I'm saying that. And um, <laughs> it, there's no market. Like, well, like what you said, there's literally no market. Yeah, but I don't so think I do there's think no market because nobody wants them. I think the market's weird now because he made it clear he wants to be a Clipper or son, and the Suns can't do it. So it's kind of like, oh, I'll send him to Clippers then. That's where he wants to be. Because he's, he's an expiring contract, so nobody wants to trade for him with assets if he doesn't want to be there because he'll just walk. But you've seen Nikhil put up this tweet. The Clippers have been reluctant to include Terrence Mann in draft capital in any trade package. They only want to offer players on expiring contracts, including Marcus Morris, Robert Covington, and Nicholas Batum. And from their perspective, I get it. If this, we're the only team that's willing to trade for him because everybody else knows he only wants to be for us. Why would we start off offering our gold chip player? But why the fuck would the 76ers want expiring contracts when they have Joel Embiid to keep happy? Exactly. That's And that's that's the point that I'm making is that because everybody knows that he only wants to go to, to two places and one of them can't get it done, no, I'm not going to trade for you. The market's just not there. And so now it's just... Are the Sixers going to come off of Tyrese Maxey? And if you're going to come off of Maxey, you might as well do it for Dame. Like yeah, that, well, yeah that, that's what, yeah, that's a that's, conversation that yeah, Maxey yeah. is involved in for sure. Yeah, and so like that's that's the move that that's the move that you end up doing. And then if it's like, okay, well we have Dame, I guess we can sell low on James Harden and go get these expiring contracts. Then that would be the move. But it's just it's not an ideal situation for anybody. And so yeah, I don't I don't think that's why I don't think that James Harden's going anywhere. It's just yeah. it, the market's just not there. But how do they bring him back? Like, unless James Harden himself reconciles and says, I'll come back and do this one last run and like buys in, then how do you possibly bring him back and like go into the season again with a star next to Joel Embiid that doesn't want to be there, potentially will sit out. It's just like the Ben Simmons situation again. And for oh, that'll that be so nasty. Yeah, it'd be horrible, and they got to keep him Joel Embiid happy, or he's out of there. Like, I, I think they're fucked. I think they I, have to trade him. I listen for entertainment purposes only. I want to see James Harden start the season on the Sixers, just because I want to see how many games it takes for the fat suit to come out. <laughs> I want to. Yeah. Exactly. I want to know five games, ten games into the season. When is he going to start looking overweight? And then when is he going to get? When is he going to? You know. Oh my god, my hamstring! I I can't do it. I can't do it. <laughs> Let me know. That's that's the only reason why I wanted to, to start the season with Philly. <laughs> Basketball is all about manipulation. <laughs> that is what I'm learning. <laughs> Who can manipulate oh, and swindle the fuck out of you? These GMs, 100%. these players. It's a nasty game out here. And Harden's been playing <laughs> the best the game, one of the best. <laughs> this tweet to kill pull up is hilarious. Harden <laughs> <laughs> looking at the fat <laughs> I know what I do, but I don't know if I have the strength to do it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. That's funny. Yeah. Yeah. It's not going well. I think they have to trade him to the Clippers, but it's going to take a little while because they're going to keep playing hardball on both sides. 
I think we land yeah. on they keep Terrence Mann out, and it's like Norm Powell plus draft picks plus expirings. I think that's going to be the compromise: is that the Sixers are going to convince themselves that Norm Powell is going to Norm and Norm Powell plus unleashing Tyrese Maxey as a point guard. That's going to be the thing to hold them over. I think this probably ends with Joel Embiid out of there, but we'll see. He's gone. He's gone. This yeah, it's too. It's hard to see a good scenario where this works out for them. Like they're in a horrible situation. It's like the 76ers through this entire process have been screwed with pure bad luck in the most pivotal moments. Is it bad luck or is it bad decision making? Because a little bit of both, for sure. They could have had Jimmy Butler. <laughs> yeah, definitely that. Definitely that. Every team. This is happening. Yeah. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. This is only happening because they chose to keep Ben Simmons because he no he had his issues, and they chose to keep Ben Simmons over Jimmy Butler. It was effectively Jimmy Butler thinks it's because of him versus Tobias Harris, but really <laughs> it was him versus Ben Simmons. No, nah, it was decisions it was Jimmy to not prioritize Tobias. Jimmy Butler is the root of all these issues. It is, but like even at the time though, to pick Ben Simmons over Jimmy Butler wasn't that's not like the craziest thing to see. Okay, well this guy's 23, 23, 24 years old. He's locking up Luca on on yeah. on national TV. He's he's all NBA. Like they legitimately saw that. And like oh, we're gonna be good for a decade. Like we're gonna we're yeah. gonna be just fine. Yeah. Well, the problem is they thought it that of it that way. They could have just kept both. I mean, like, it comes down to the fact that they thought it was him or Ben Simmons with Jimmy Butler. It didn't have to be. You can keep both. You can figure it out. But they were like, we want to build around Ben, and Tobias fits better with Ben than Jimmy does, which was just a <laughs> nonsensical decision. You don't deprioritize Jimmy Butler. It's Jimmy Butler. So was so there a way to get out of this situation? What would you do if you guys were Daryl Morey? I would go to James Harden's house, bring a lot of honey buns, bring a little baby, try to do whatever I can to make him <laughs> like me again. And I would say, I'm sorry I didn't want to pay you. Please take this max contract You're extension. Rude. You're rude. <laughs> they need to give him... All- the reason James Harden wants to leave is because they didn't pay him enough. They didn't want to commit to him long term. They need to give James Harden that money and give him an extension, which I don't even know if they can anymore because he opted in. It might- they might not be allowed to. So if that's not Probably the case not. and they can't, they're fucked. But they have to pay James Harden because they're not going to do better. Yeah, if I'm Daryl Morey, I'm going home. I'm finding an island to to fly to like I'm I'm not doing this right now. I'm not doing this again <laughs> because again, but if you're Daryl Morey, this is the second time that James Hart that a James Harden situation is really messing up your career. And I would hope <laughs> I would hope that Daryl Morey after this learns his lesson. Like he's probably he might have one more team and James Harden will be retired Dude. for 10 years. And he's still going to call up James and be like, "Yo, can you give me 15 minutes? We need a point guard." <laughs> can can you do Dude. that for me? James literally gave back millions of dollars though last season. Does that mm-hmm. not mean none? What about the I scratch your back, you scratch my back? That didn't happen. No, no, for sure. No, it's very valid why James Harden's upset. He, whenever he wanted to get requested a trade out of the Nets, he didn't sign an extension there. He could have got a fat deal, stay with them, and then get traded. He didn't. He passed up that money and stayed on his expiring deal and got traded to the Sixers. Last year, he gave up fifteen million dollars to bring in Daniel House and PJ Tucker. Damn. And now that then now Darren Morey doesn't want to pay for. They don't want to commit to him for four plus years. It's understandable why he's upset. He's lost a lot of money. Yeah. Yeah. And guess what? It's understandable why Philly's upset because they're like, we brought you in here so that we could win a championship, and then you, in a second, we can't. We haven't gotten past the second round because you, <laughs> sir, can't do your job in playoff series time after time. So James, if you want your money, hoop 
in a game seven. <laughs> like show up, please, in a game yeah. seven. And ga- take take shots and make shots. Like you just can't be out there looking scared. <laughs> I no, it's like it, it makes sense. It makes sense why they don't want to give him the, the bag because his sure. play, yeah yeah his play hasn't he hasn't earned it. Yeah, both sides have very valid reasons to why this partnership's coming to a close. But I think the Sixers have more reason to give in because if they lose him and it makes Joel Embiid unhappy, they have everything to lose. Exactly. So, Harden might have to get what he wants. Yeah, nah. exactly. Nah. But even just like thinking long term, it's like, okay, what if I do re-sign James Harden and give him whatever deal to try to keep Joel Embiid happy? What happens when they continuously flop like I'd assume that they will? Then you have like two old ass stars who are injury prone and you can't really get jack anything for them. And so at this point, if I'm Daryl Morey, just call a spade a spade, man. You're done. You're you're finished. <laughs> Go ahead. Just trade everybody and restart the entire process and try to do it like oh, the right way. Wow. You can't though. You have peak of his powers as well and be like that's what you rebuild for. Like it's it's hard. If it comes down to it, I think they'll probably understand that and agree with you and be like, well, it didn't work out. The last GM fucked us. It is what it is. But you got to try to figure out a way to win with Joel Embiid while he's there. Definitely. Definitely. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. Sadly, this is not 2K my league. <laughs> or else I would have had this team right. <laughs> Back. Kenny would have had Giannis on this team by now in a rebuild. <laughs> uh, Giannis, Zach Levine, 78 wins. <laughs> and somehow Jalen Brunson or some shit. <laughs> Uh, All right, man, let's move on to the point of this video, the title everyone's here for. Let's talk about the best and worst deals done in NBA free agency. Y'all want to start with the best or the worst? Worst. worst. I want to hate. I want to hate. You want to hate? I'm I all hate. about negativity. negativity. I okay. love it. So we all prepared lists of our top five worst deals in NBA free agency. This can be a contract signed or a deal done in this period. No real qualifiers, and the gauge for what's worst can be up to you. Let's let's go one by one, starting from five and going up. Mo, you can go first. What's your number five worst deal in free agency? The Portland Trailblazers. You go ahead. I don't know if yep, you have yep, conversations with yep. Dame Miller or not. Dame Miller probably lied to you and be like, yeah, and did his homie a favor. You got done up the worst way possible. You're paying Jeremy <laughs> Grant $160 million for the next five years. Now, this was an L. Yeah. Holistically, because we know the or at least we, we see and hear the type of person that Jeremy Grant is. Give me the ball. I want the bag. I want to be the face and blah, blah. <laughs> and so this is not going to end well whatsoever. And you easily have one of the worst contracts in the NBA because we all know Jeremy Grant is not like that. If you're keeping names still, why would you do that, bro? It's terrible. <laughs> when it comes to legalized bank robbing, I'm the best. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to Jeremy Yo, for Grant. For sure. Man. For sure. This is also my number five coincidentally we haven't seen each other's list either so that's funny but yeah it's like it's not their fault but end of the day no matter what whose fault it is it's a pretty bad deal to have on your books for the next five years and you're entering a rebuild in year one yeah the only reason it's not higher on the list for me is because they're gonna be able to trade him we'll see what that value is going forward depending on how he looks but it'll be a tradable asset it's just gonna be something they have to think about going forward which isn't nice yeah no it's 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 on my list as well. I think it's 
what's bad about this is that one, there's no option. Like there's no player option. There's no team option. There's no way to get out of this. This money <laughs> is going to get paid. And that's crazy. <laughs> that yeah, five years is long. It's a long time. No, nobody stays together for five years in, anymore. Like you're, they're going to go through two eras of, of Blazers basketball before this deal is done. <laughs> and it's just like, it's just so much money. That's crazy. How do you miss that? That's crazy for Jeremy. It's Grant. just the length. The yearly the yearly number isn't that bad. This cap's gonna keep going up ten percent every year. Thirty million a year is a lot of money, but he's good and he's tradable. But five years such a long commitment. Like if you're he's the clutch next year, he's clutch, right? Jeremy probably. Grant? I don't know. Probably. Actually, wait. No, I feel like he has the same agent as Dame. Does he? I don't know. No, I made that up. I don't even think that's true. But <laughs> five years are so nuts because. Next year, if they want to trade him, let's say you're the Milwaukee Bucks and something's up, Chris still looks like shit, and you need to revamp your team. And, yo, Jeremy Grant would fit great next to Giannis. Let's try to move for him. Four more years on the contract after this year is a crazy <laughs> commitment for any team in win-now mode. It's and wild. any team that's not win-now mode has no need to pay Jeremy Grant $30 million. So the market's going to be weird for him because he's good, but that's a long yeah. commitment. Yeah. If this was oh, a also, three-year contract... Clutch, by the way. If this was a three-year... Con- oh, he's clutch. Interesting. Yeah, of course. <laughs> if this was a three-year contract, like the Blazers really wouldn't be on my list like that. But this five years is insanely long. Bro, we're probably going to have kids by the time <laughs> the end of their contract is around. <laughs> like, it will be still talking about Who's this. we? <laughs> Who's we? <laughs> <laughs> Bro, nah, when this contract ends, I'm going to be 29 years old. Damn. Oh my goodness! Cool. Yeah. I'm gonna be pushing thirty when this ends. Yeah, bro, my hairline is gonna be gone by then. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is a this is a jail sentence. This is a jail sentence for the Portland yeah. Trailblazers. It's awful. It's a terrible the good deal. Thing is, to be fair, he's a good player. They're rebuilding around guards, so having him as a forward next to your young guards, keeping the team competent, someone for them to like. Someone that can make shots and facilitate giving the spacing next to these guys isn't the worst thing in the world. He's not so good that he's going to make them win games. Like They can still tank with Jeremy Grant. Clearly, they did it last year. So, in terms <laughs> of like the money side of the league, it's not great. But on the yeah. court, I guess it'll be fine. I, I mean, they I paid like him it. the price of two forwards. They can they can have two other forwards <laughs> for one Jeremy Grant. It's just ridiculous. Yeah, two forwards true. make you too good. You want to be bad for rebuilding. So, maybe, <laughs> yeah, maybe it's that's fine. also true. I like it. The only reason why I'm like, it's not like the worst, the worst, the worst is because like, I always, I always talk about this all the time in the podcast, situational young players, blah, blah, blah. And someone like Jeremy Grant, just naturally, he plays a good brand of basketball and plays the right way. Yeah. Yeah. You can say so. Yeah. He plays the right way and he's not like a losing he is kind of—he's not a losing player for real. He doesn't play a loser type span, yeah, uh, brand sure, of brand of basketball. Sure. So that's just yeah. He's not gonna—he's not gonna take away from the young guys. They're teaching bad habits anyway. Exactly. This man, Mo, I hear some sirens. Mo's in the hood. See, I'm in the trenches right now. Y'all guys, this is why you guys have to go ahead and like this podcast. All of us on Spotify, Twitter, and all that. Buy some merch. <laughs> yeah. All right, Donovan. Where was the Jeremy Grant deal on your list? Um, it was five. It was actually okay. yeah. Yeah, it was fine. So, so we all got number five. I'll give yeah. my first number four. Number four, I have the Bulls giving Nikola Vucevic three years, hell? sixty mil. Yeah, we're we're actually, we're so aligned right now. That's my four. As yes, well. that's my four too. <laughs> that's my four. What? Yeah. Okay. 
So this deal is a similar thing where on the on okay, so Vucevic for twenty million a year isn't the worst thing in the world, but the Bulls are in such a state of flux, <laughs> committing him for three more years and Bro. continuing to be mid at every chance they get. Knowing Lonzo Ball's out for the whole year, and he's the only way they can be good. The only time we saw this core be good is when Lonzo was healthy and really have been the glue that puts this team together. Knowing you're not going to have him, you might not have him ever again. His career might be cooked, and you still commit to this core. I guess it's better than letting him walk for nothing, which I'm typically against. But three years, man, that's nobody's going to want to trade for that. Nobody wants Vucevic for three years. Like, what, what, what is your goal for this team? To be mid, that's that's it's so funny that you said that. my notes literally just say bulls for committing to mid. Like that's <laughs> <laughs> that's the that's the that's the issue because he's actually getting paid less like on an annual basis than, than he was on his last year. Like this is this is actually a win for the um for the Bulls front office and from like a negotiation standpoint. Oh yeah. But they have no matter, yeah, but they have no idea what they're doing. And they <laughs> like they have this this Levine, yo, Mo. Like this, this is crazy. <laughs> I need I need to know what's going on, man. Like the mic probably yeah. can't hear. Please it, but it's so stick funny. it stick your head out the window. Right, I need some journalism right now. <laughs> what's happening? Because that's just that's just so loud. It's so Long loud. Time. No, Yo, man, I don't, I don't know, I don't know what's going on, bro. This is hilarious. They're probably they probably hear they listen to this crime that the Bulls and their front office has been putting towards their fans of just committing to this. No. Huge, don't worry. We got, we got, huge I got. Like, I got a. <laughs> I got a next move later on this list. They, the people out there probably saw that. This, yeah, this this deal is just this deal is just wild to me. I just I want the I want the Bulls to cut everything down because it feels like they're waiting on Lonzo to come back, and at this point, like like you said, like his career is probably cooked. Like it, it really is sad. What, what's happened to, to Lonzo's knee? Like it's just turned to like that mush. Was horrible. Yeah, it's just like turned to mush. So, but you kind of have to accept. Hey, he's he's not he's not coming back. Let's let's go get some assets for um for Levine. Let's go get some assets for DeRozan. We'll cut this thing down and we'll start we'll start fresh. But they just they just refuse to do that, and they haven't they have not found a way to not be mid since Derrick Rose tore his ACL. Do they have their picks next yeah. year? Uh, yeah, I think they have an extra. Yeah, I think they do. Because you can't trade, you can't trade it two years in a row. Mm. Okay. Yeah. But it might yeah, be a pick swap out. I don't even know. I don't even know what the situation is. Yeah. If yeah, as well, play in, can, play inbound. Yeah. Maybe. Exactly. This is sad for the Bulls. Very sad. Can't wait to see them blow it up though. Hopefully. By the time they blow it up, none of the players will have any value. Yeah, that's the way it goes. Sadly. <laughs> that's crazy. We all have it at four. Okay, so Donovan, you tell us what your number three is. Okay, my number three is along the same lines. I have Jakob Pertl for $80 million what? At, at number Don't. three. Because, and it's the exact same logic, the Toronto Raptors are committing to mid, and they just refuse to do anything in either direction. They just, they, like Fred walked, and they are not taking that as a sign to blow everything up. They're asking for like the house for OJ and Anobi. Everybody in the league has called them trying to get OJ on their team. They just they, they just think he's like he's the best player in the world. Pascal <laughs> Pascal's there. He's he's chilling. You could probably flip him right now and get some get some decent stuff. And then it's like for per, for for Jakob, 
they wouldn't they should have never gotten Jakob in the first place to go and trade assets <laughs> to, to go to go get him because again they were just mid they were just mid last year they think they still think that they are a Kawhi Leonard away from winning a championship and they are much much further from that and now that wow. Fred and now now that Fred is gone and you don't have anything like you don't have any real motion why are you com- <laughs> why are you committing to this kind of money and so that's why I'm just very confused by Toronto and what they're doing okay I don't think this is the same thing at all because one he's not like the core part of their team. So I don't think he's moving the needle any which way. And I think because they just traded for him, you can't let him walk for nothing. That would be bad asset management. And the difference why that doesn't apply to Nikola Vucevic is because Vucevic makes no fucking sense on any winning team. Nobody <laughs> should want to trade for him. Jakob will be a very easy player to trade. Every team could use a good big that can defend and finish at the rim really well. Do you think they're actually going to trade him, though? Because I don't think so. I think No, 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 no. They're trying at, to at, least, right. at least not right. soon. No, you're right. They're, they're, they're definitely committing to mid, like you said. That's, that's, that's not debatable. <laughs> but I think in the instance that they finally see reason, trade Siakam, do their thing, Yaka will be very tradable next year. Yeah. I do not, Isaac, think, Yoke, I do not think Vucevic will be tradable. Yeah, Isaac, you're speaking the gospel, gospel right now. I 110% agree. I have them on my list too, but <laughs> not at that. believer No, not at that position. <laughs> not at that position. <laughs> but I think... A lot of teams look at Jakob as an asset, and regardless if the Raptors will go ahead and make that move and hit the restart button, you at least will be given the option to. Nobody is knocking on your door for Nikola Vucevic in that contract. <laughs> no one's hitting your line. Your phone is dry. But on yeah. the other hand, on the other hand, on the flip side for the Toronto Raptors, you're still going to have at least the option, and that's all they need bare minimum it's all all organizations need at the bare minimum put yourself in the best yeah. position to pivot at any time and they did that yeah and i don't i don't think at any point in that co- contract where y'all could be looked at as a negative asset he's gonna be good for the next four years vucevic can't say the same yeah he's getting up there in age Jakob is in the prime of his career will be up for another contract after this probably so i in terms of principle of committing to mid i agree they should not be committing to mid but I think this is a deal that works for that, and if they end up going down the rebuild path, yeah. Listen, the the fle- I understand what you guys are saying about about the flexibility, but it's it's kind of like what we were saying with Dame, where it's like, hey, we're not going to talk about this until we actually see it because you just don't be- <laughs> because you just don't believe that it's going to happen for the Raptors. Yeah. I I just don't believe that that they are going to trade everybody, you know, tear everything down and start fresh. And so that's why I'm looking at this. I'm like. You're gonna, you're gonna, they're gonna have him for at least two years. I would be shocked if he was traded and before you know the second half of this contract. Yeah, I get that. Oh, Man. Yeah. yeah, I don't hate that. Mo, yeah, did I you agree. say this was this was on your list? Yeah, they're on my list, but um, oh, where was that on your list? They're actually number two on my list. <laughs> okay, so you <laughs> have that enough. on there too. Okay. Yeah, they're actually number two on my list. We're so for a lot of right the now. same reasons. I love this yeah. episode. Yeah, for a lot of the reasons that you guys you guys reiterated, and then I was confused as to why Gary Trent Jr. went ahead and opted in, and they signed Dennis Schroeder, which was like a very man move, which I don't think it was bad, but I just overall just don't like the direction that they're headed into. And my honest number three on this list was the Atlanta Hawks. They Me too. Have done damn Isaac what is going on we're in sync we're like the same the day. yeah like I hate this team I hate everybody apart <laughs> in this in this in this front office they it's like 
I'm trying to trust Landry Fields and I'm trying to see the vision. But if the vision is big three, DeJounte Murray, Trey Young, and Pascal Siakam, all you're doing is telling me that you play my league and you test it out in real life. This <laughs> well, t- tell people, formula. you didn't tell them the deal that you're talking about. Reference the deal that you're saying. So You just said the Hawks. <laughs> yes, the Hawks, yes. So... They have. There has been a lot of talks and chatter about a deal surround being surrounded around. I'm assuming maybe guys like a DeAndre. No, Hunter. no. What, what's the deal? What's the deal that is on your no, list? No, it's of just the deals? vibes. There, there's no deal. It's just the vibes of the Hawks. <laughs> you think right we're listing teams? Oh no! Well, right now I'm I'm listing my teams and then also like the non deals. That's the thing with the Hawks. They didn't make <laughs> a real deal. <laughs> Obviously, the, like the, the, the John list Collins making thing, is but... deals, not teams. <laughs> Well, I I understand that. Like the deal was like you know obviously like the John Collins thing, but like okay. there's a new deal that probably will happen. I'm envisioning because of both of these teams been hella quiet, and so we only record these once a week, guys. So I have to go ahead and <laughs> drop these for the future for the future listeners. All right, if this does happen, potentially when it does happen or whatever, like I just don't like the 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 vibes of this organization whatsoever, and. This is a very much scramble move, and if you do this, then you literally put your entire organization in a chokehold because you have little to no future whatsoever. So, okay, yeah, that and the whole John Collins thing was just overall. There you go. You held on to your <laughs> shit. And I just why do you why why are you trying to open up old wounds? Like I'm trying to get over this, and you're making me talk about it. You're, the point Bastard. is to list a bad deal, and you're talking about a make believe possible Pascal Siakam trade. <laughs> Listen, John Collins was literally my favorite hawk. Okay, I don't yeah. want. I don't like talking about him being traded to the Utah Jazz now. Fine, then Listen, I'll do it. If he was on your I'll team, you would. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> my number three on this list is. I'm muting you. The Atlanta Hawks <laughs> trading John Collins for Rudy Gay in a second round pick. I think this deal was abhorrent. This is absolutely horrible <laughs> management. They should have either kept him or traded him a year ago, maybe two years ago, when he was on the trade block for the first time. Because they've known for years they didn't want to build around John Collins. And the reason they had to finally get rid of him is because after years of dangling him for every team and saying it's going to take two first-round picks and a young star, nobody wanted him. And now with the second apron coming in, if they would have kept him, they'd have paid luxury tax and ended up losing out on some team-building things. So they essentially salary-dumped John Collins for nothing. For Rudy Gay, who is an irrelevant contract at this point. And Uh. yeah, they waited too long and now... They squandered a former lottery pick, a guy that could have netted you assets that help you continue to build around Trey Young, and it's just bad team. It's just bad load management. Yeah, and the kill pulled up a pulled up a tweet of mine that says a salary dump for nothing in return. Hawks fans are in hell. That's the only way yeah. I can describe it. Absolutely, I, and I feel like I don't know. We just have to be Hawks fans, and specifically, not even Hawks fans. The front office needs to be really real with themselves. And if you don't have an idea of what's actually reality, look around see what everybody else is talking about and then you'll be on the same wavelength we were over here who the hell let some intern go ahead take a picture or use a picture of kd and john collins and say mvp versus like future mvp or whatever god good grief man (laughs) that's just like that's just like that that, (laughs) i'm sure this has this is not related but at the end of the day in my mind (laughs) it's related this is so so much like faith (laughs) and hope and how highly valued we we had John Collins, and it's just sad. Yeah. This team is And, weird. like, the deal itself, this team won't be worse next year for getting rid of John Collins. Like, they'll be fine on paper. 
but it's just one less asset. And when you're a team that's already like you have your core in place, you've already done your all in move for DeJounte Murray. You only have so many ways to improve. So to lose an asset that made a lot of money and was a cornerstone of your franchise, you can't replace that. Like that's a big wound that's going to lower their ceiling of what they can build around Trey Young in the coming years. So yeah, man. I get it, but it's it's just bad. Donovan, was this on your list? What's up? Was this on your list? No, this this was the first one that was different. Okay, so you don't think it's a horrible deal? No, no, it's it's bad, but like <laughs> <laughs> no, it is de- it's definitely bad. I um t- to be honest, it slipped my mind right now. I've been okay. I've been so focused on this, like the last three days. Gotcha. Three, four days. Okay. Well, that's fine then. We can move on. We all have our... So five... Repeat where we are so far. My number five was the Jeremy Grant deal. Four was the Vucevic deal. And three was this trade. Mo, your list was exactly the same. And we have your number two was the Vucevic contract. I mean, the Jacopoto contract was your number two. Oh, my number two was the Hawks. I mean, the Raptors. Yeah. Yeah, the Jacopoto contract, right? Yeah. Yep. This man just wrote teams. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I wrote I wrote teams. I wrote teams, but I already had like the moves made because I remember it. <laughs> All right, Donovan, what's your list so far? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay, so I had the the boot. I had uh, Jeremy Grant at, at five, the Vooch deal at four, and then uh, Jakob at three. Okay. Yeah. So what's your two? At two, I also I'm laughing at Mo, but I also just have a team. But spe- <laughs> but specifically, it's the Pistons for trading for Joe Harris. They only traded two. They only traded two second round picks, so like it's not crazy. But for that to be like the move for the Pistons, and for them not to do anything this offseason, like free agency wise, I think that that is ridiculous. Like okay. I, I I I really think that the Pistons are happy being trash because <laughs> because uh, it's like Kate Kate is coming back you drafted a SAR Jaden Ivy is taking another step now's about that time to like <laughs> not a, <laughs> Mo disagrees <laughs> yeah, Mo. we have a tweet here that says not a lot of people are gonna care but the Pelicans have had amazing moves man push and play in okay and I replied with a tweet of Shaq sleeping <laughs> <laughs> Mo I will Mo, I will tell you right now. If you ever want to see that hundred dollars again, let's bet. Let's bet right now. I bet you the Pistons will. They will not see the play-in. They're not going to see the in-season tournament. They're not going to see summer <laughs> league. They are not going to be competitive next year at all. And they right, will. They off, will finish. They will finish in the bottom three of the conference. Double okay, or nothing. Take off, it. Double what? You think I'm? You owe me my money. You owe me my money, still, all right? And I haven't received. You told me that you were going to go ahead and pay me by pennies. I haven't received jack. Nothing. You know, you have my Venmo, Cash App, PayPal, whatever it is. I'll send you my P.O. box, dude. Like, like I, I have received I told no payments. You, I told, first off, I told you the day after the, the, I told you the day after the bet was, like, concluded. You will never see that money, okay? That has never hit in your inbox. <laughs> <laughs> You're never getting that. So, but if you if you want a chance to see it, double to nothing right now. <laughs> if I want a chance to see, it, <laughs> if you want to see your original hundred, bet this hundred right now. 
crazy manipulation. <laughs> the type of deal I'm, I'm in right now, dude. No, but please, please tell me, why do you think the Pistons had a good offseason? Because I just don't see the vision. They have nothing to lose with trading for Joe Harris, who's uh, much needed in that position. They, of course, everyone loves and needs it, like an extra shooter. And then on top of that, they went ahead and I think they signed Monte Morris from the Washington Wizards. Or did they trade for him? I don't remember. I think they traded Trade for him. him. Yeah, they traded yeah. for Monte Morris, and so that you immediately eliminate one of the worst positions in the NBA, one of the worst players in the NBA, and Killian Hayes from your rotation, <laughs> and that makes you so much better of a team. And so I love seeing teams like them. They're actually in like one of my best off seasons because of because of this best type, off seasons. Yeah, so, I like I okay. appreciate things like this. I'm not on the best off season wave, but. Donovan, what did you want them to do? They have yeah. the point guard. They have the shooting guard and Ivy and uh, Cade. They have a SAR as their small forward. They have Bojan as their power forward. Durin as their center. They have Monte Morris as their backup one. Joe I Harris backup go, two. I want them to go 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 do something. Like like for like real. What? Like like in free in free agency, right? The the draft. Who's going like, to Detroit? I like, first off. First off, Jer- <laughs> <laughs> let, let me say something. Jeremy Grant just got $160 million. If you pay anybody, they will go anywhere. Okay, don't tell <laughs> oh me about God. who's going where. So that's one. That That's one. That's one. What but, needs do they have? What but, do they have? They're a young I, team. I would, I, I would have liked to see them potentially make a run similar to what Houston did. And listen, it's... I'm, oh I'm my say, God, I'm you're saying so... That, I'm, saying, I'm saying that. I'm saying that. We will talk about Houston later. But... Houston was involved in a, in a lot of these talks and they are they were going out to get adults in the room and I think that that's a very like underrated thing when you're talking about rebuild and um when you're talking about the Pistons Kate is still young Ivy's young you just drafted Asar Thompson there's not a I know you have you have boy on there you need more more adults and I think that they could have made a play because I like I like their core a lot, and I think that you can actually speed up their timeline if you get some more veterans in there. I don't think that Joe Harris does that. I I, I think that Joe Harris is actually like not a good basketball player like <laughs> right now. And so, yeah, what, what where though? Like they have a one, two, three, and five solidified. You just want them to get veterans in the bench, like. On the on the on like the would bench. DeAndre Jordan move you if if they go ahead and did that? Like, are you serious right now? <laughs> like, what deals I, tangibly did you want them to do? Who did I, you want them to sign? I I'm gonna be real. I don't have a name <laughs> off the top. No, no, because like I just I just don't. I but, but I'm looking but I'm looking back. That's not that's not my job to run the Pistons. But like, <laughs> but, but I'm looking back. I'm looking back on it and this entire like week of free agency. It's felt really, really quiet for the Pistons. That's a team that I I had high hopes for them going into kind of going into last season and then Kate ends up getting hurt. And then they seem to have slowed down a lot of the momentum. And I think that they that if they would have made one of these like splashes or going to get a veteran, you probably could have kept pushing things forward. I think that they're really stagnant right now. And that's that's one of the reasons why I'm just not rocking with it because I don't think that the direction right now is is it's not positive i i, I want I, I want it to be more positive I, again i like asar a lot and i think that he's going to be really really good if we're just talking about free agency i think they could have done a little bit better or or found something else 
outside of Joe Harris. It's we- it's weird just seeing Joe Harris's name as the marquee move, you know? You wanted I, him to sign Dylan Brooks. Yeah. You wanted Dylan Brooks in Detroit, didn't you? Oh, no, I no, I actually didn't. You, I actually You didn't. needed Dylan Brooks in Detroit. I know it. I I actually didn't. I see. <laughs> well, it it depends. It depends. Think, things could have gotten in, interesting. They they couldn't got they couldn't be. Listen, that'd have been so nasty. Before, I, I okay. While while we're here, because I just want to speed up the this this topic real quick. I have the Rockets at one for my worst deal. Oh giving, really? <laughs> yes. Oh. Giving Dylan Brooks eighty million dollars is ridiculous. I don't care how the <laughs> I don't care how the contract is set up. I don't care if it's mad incentive laden. I don't care. <laughs> having Dylan Brooks and eighty million dollars in the same sentence, dude, is asinine. It's crazy. literally last it's podcast. I said that I wanted to see someone like Dylan Brooks on the Houston Rockets, and it happened. And I don't have them on this list. But for that num- for that number, right? For that yeah. number, it's crazy. I if and if we're talking about Dylan Brooks to to Detroit or something something like that, if it had been anything less, it is completely okay. But for eighty million dollars, what? That's twenty million a year. For Dylan Brooks, Dylan Brooks. I mean, that's he's a, he's a high quality defensive wing, which costs a lot to get a top tier perimeter defender. His offense is his offense. He's not a very good. He's not a very good offensive player. I'll tell you that. I agree. But it's kind of like the Fred Van Vliet thing, where they had the money to spend. They have a ton of fucking young players who are eventually going to come up and take that spot. They're not losing anything by paying Dylan Brooks. They're not losing flexibility. It's not like they, there was a different offer the way they could have spent that money out there. Like there was no net negative here. You are paying yeah. Dylan Brooks. It is the op- this one is a hundred percent the optics. You are paying eighty million dollars to have <laughs> oh Dylan Brooks God. on your team. You say eighty million dollars? That's twenty for this, a year <laughs> for this right here. <laughs> you pay eighty million dollars for this. You make things okay. sound so much <laughs> worse than it actually it's is. So <laughs> stupid. It's like you already have. Hey, Ruben, Ruben, what are they? What are they paying him for? <laughs> <laughs> right here in the pocket. Right here in the pocket. <laughs> they, the Rockets, for the past like two years, have been one of the most unorganized franchises. They are trying to. They are trying to go in the right direction. You, you hire Ime, you have Fred Van Vliet, right? You get those you get those adults in the room. And then the other adult is Dylan Brooks. <laughs> Mr. I poke bears. <laughs> I poke bears. I don't respect anybody until they give me 40. And then LeBron gives him 40 and he doesn't talk to the media. He doesn't do any of that stuff. Coming off of what he came off of, it's it just it still blows my mind that he has that he's going to get paid 80 million dollars. Listen, it's wild. I understand that. It's I wild. understand that. But we have to remember this dude was an all NBA defensive player. I agree with you. When it comes to outside of the court stuff, well, yeah, especially. No, it's like not outside. It's on the Jalen court. Green it's the, it's the and goon. It's like it's like paying that it's like I don't know. It's 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 Lance, you're paying for Lance for like prime Lance Stevenson antics and just like <laughs> oh shot chucking. God. And he's shot a top five yes. defender on the on the position. Like he's a really good defensive player. That matters. Yes. On Watch the him court. get shot. He's gonna get a spot taken. And then you're gonna have the dude <laughs> on the bench making eighty million dollars. <laughs> it's crazy. Oh, it's crazy. That's like eighty million dollars. It's not eighty million a year. <laughs> oh my god, bro. That's We're paying him eighty million a game. It's crazy. <laughs> I don't understand it. <laughs> no, I just don't like oh, it. Oh god. I don't, I don't like I it. I get it. 
I didn't. I mean, I don't love the deal either. I made a TikTok about it. I gave it like a C grade. I think it's eh. I wouldn't pay that much, but they have money to blow. So who gives a shit? I don't think it's a top five worst deal. I definitely don't think it's the worst deal yeah. signed in free it's agency. Awful. <laughs> but it's not great. It is awful. I have to my bring number up the two. My number two is the Knicks trading Obi Toppin for two second round picks. Yeah, that was trash. I think this is fucking oh. stupid. Okay. <laughs> this is that was trash. horrible. That was trash. <laughs> this is like the John Collins thing, except Obi Toppin is younger, cheaper, has more potential, and has more reason to keep him. But Tom Thibodeau just said, nope, I don't like that guy. He's never going to play a minute for me. Not when I have Julius Randle play 48 minutes a game. So Obi never got a chance, and now the Knicks got rid of him for nothing. They invested a top 10 pick and got nothing in return. And the Pacers, for, for the Pacers, it's a steal. Like, this is great. But this is just embarrassing asset management. Like, nobody's talking about it, but I think it's awful. Yeah, I that agree. Hurts. No one's talking about it. People will talk about it by the time November, December. I mean, they hits, won't. We're looking like, at they will. <laughs> yes, they will. They will. Well, Those highlights are going to be crazy. They're going to be crazy. Are you kidding I'm me? Saying this, I'm saying this as a scorned ex right now. Obi Toppin not going to do anything. He's not going to do anything. Okay? <laughs> His Maybe career not. would die in Maybe Indiana. Not. Maybe. But the fact that the Knicks never had to give him a chance to see what he can do and got room for nothing, it's just an embarrassing process. It's not even about the result. The process is just horrible. No, yeah, that's that's true. Also, you guys are right. He's playing with Tyrese. Like, they are go- they're going to get out and run, and he's going to be 360 windmilling off of alley-oops. <laughs> it's going to be ridiculous. And he's actually a stretch five. Like it's he's gonna eat. Like it's gonna be so good. He's gonna be holding it down until Jarris Walker's ready to start. It's gonna be great. Yeah. <sighs> Shout out to them, bro. Add 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 them uh, or the Knicks as number one two in terms of like worst moves made. That one specifically, and I ten percent agree. Like him having that open space, and also like finally the opportunity to play with someone who actually specializes in the type of stuff that Obi Toppin excels at, it's going to be phenomenal. And having Miles Turner by his side and then, you know, Benedict Matherin and Tyrese House, like the orchestra, the, the infrastructure is just set up beautifully for him to excel over there. I love it. Yeah. It's tough, man. So that's your, that's your number one worst deal too? Yeah, for the Knicks. Absolutely terrible. Okay. That's okay, tough. for the for the best deals, I need you to pick specific deals, not teams. <laughs> oh yeah, for, no, I, I wrote specific deals because I forgot some of them, and so I can go ahead and kick this off. Number, well, on, I, I didn't give a number one. Yet. I didn't give a number one yet. Oh, you didn't. Go ahead. Oh, I thought no. the next was your top. Okay. No, next is number two. Okay, what's your the top num- one? The number one worst deal in free agency is the Charlotte Hornets bringing back Miles Bridges on the one-year, $8 million oh, deal. Yeah. <laughs> that shit is embarrassing. They they said, we're not going to sign you for a year because you're a piece of shit. And a year passed, and they're like, oh, well, maybe not. Maybe if you come back and score 22 points a game, we'll let you come through. <laughs> that is embarrassing. Yeah, that is tough. It's embarrassing is... for the Hornets. It's embarrassing for the league. And anybody who employs Miles Bridges next year should be embarrassed of themselves. Yeah, no, nah, man. Like... I don't know what they were thinking. He still has like 20 games on the suspension left too, right? Yeah. Is it 20 or 10? I can't remember the number. But yeah, he's going to come back, play for him for $8 million a year, average 23 points a game, and next summer someone's going to pay him, and it's going to be embarrassing for the NBA. Yeah. They, the NBA and the Hornets dropped the ball completely with this one. Like, I have no idea how this is even possible. They just let him get away for free. Well, he missed a whole year and missed a whole year of pay, so it's not for free, but... I think you should miss an entire career, so it's fine. 
Mo, yeah. what is your number five best deal signed in free agency? <laughs> no, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah. So number five, we uh, we don't have to talk about it too much, but it was the Detroit Pistons. I felt like we're starting to see a slight shift in the league where a lot of people see the value in having or a lot of young teams specifically see the value in having vets surrounding the locker room and <laughs> and, and that happened and yes it's not the most fun thing or the flashiest move to happen like whatsoever it's easily one of the most boring things but it's pivotal and incremental in terms of what happens behind the scenes that translate onto the court so this has to be like one of the better moves this offseason for me from the Pistons. Which move? You just said the Pistons. Which one? Oh, yeah. The, them, them, <laughs> them, <laughs> I'm getting Joe Harris and also Monte Morris. God. <laughs> Pick one. <laughs> I know. It's no. It's both. It's a package deal. No. I love the idea as a whole. You can't make me pick one. <sighs> okay. <laughs> Donovan, what's your number five? Um. Hmm. Let's see. I have it's a tie for number five, so I'm trying to decide which one I want to go with. I'll, I'll go with this one. I like Kuz's deal a lot. I'm very happy for. I'm very happy for. Wow, good deal. I I respect it. Listen, four four years, 102 million for for Washington. I think that that's one of those situations where if if it like if it works out, cool. It's also a very tradable contract for Kuz. You end up getting paid as as well. Like I think it's just a win win for both sides, and I yeah I just really liked it. It was just a very solid deal, and so I have that as number five. I respect that. Yeah, I didn't put him on here. I just kind of just like man. I feel like that's a good value for him. It's appropriate, so I don't see it as like a steal or anything. But yeah, for a team that can't let him walk, it's a totally tradable contract and good value for a young guy. I like that for both sides. Yeah. They did exactly what they were supposed to do. W. And you compare that to what the Trailblazers are playing for Jeremy Grant, who's That's like the same caliber of player. It's kind of a steal. Yeah, absolutely. You're right about that now with the way you framed it. Yeah. My number five, I have the Los Angeles Lakers signing Gabriel Vincent for three years, $33 million. That's good. This That's good. can't be higher than five. I think it's like on the lower tier of these great deals signed in the offseason because – he is just gay Vincent. You know, he's a streaky player. He doesn't have the Miami power friendship anymore, so his shooting is going to be streaky in the Lakers still. But for a team that found themselves into the last year when they traded for all that depth, got rid of Russ, to bring mm-hmm. all those guys back and then add a guy that gave to the rotation to build on top of what they already had for that price, only $11 million a year, that's not a big commitment. That's fantastic. D'Lo was kind of unplayable in a lot of the playoffs because his shot wasn't falling and he just wasn't, he was, was not doing well in the flow of the offense. You can't deal with that with D'Lo because his defense fucking sucks. So if he's not killing it on offense, he's unplayable. For everything Gabe Vincent lacks, his inconsistencies in offense at times, he's a really good point guard defender. Last year, they had to treat Dennis Schroeder like he was Gary Payton because he's the only guy they had that could defend ones. He was out here trying to lock up Steph Curry in hell. And Gabe Vincent can fill that role as a point of attack defender defending most point guards that aren't too big for him. So I think it's just a really versatile player to add into their... Not, he's not versatile himself, but he gives them ability to put out versatile lineups into the rotation. It was a beautiful move by them. I love it. They're on my list, too. I have them as the, the, package, though, Isaac. <laughs> you, you need to pick one. You don't understand the point of this segment. Pick a deal. Oh, I'm not picking one. God, You're stop not doing this segment. Me. What are you talking about? <laughs> All right. Let him cook. Number Let him two. Cook. 
on my list. Or sorry, not number two. Number four on my list. On my list, the Memphis Grizzlies going ahead and deciding to sign Derrick Rose. He's on babysitter John Morant duty, as you <laughs> alluded to um, last episode with Marcus Smart Donovan. This is the exact yeah. same type of move, and I you literally can't name a single NBA player who's more better suited for this exact type of job. D Rose, uh, he went to college over there in Memphis. Same exact type of archetype as John Morant, and also he has had some ties and things in his past that he's been able to get away from and flourish throughout his career and stuff like that. So I think this is like the, he's the perfect <laughs> type of <laughs> Why are you crazy way to frame that, but I know what you mean. Mm. He's dealt with adversity. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> God. He's dealt with adversity stuff, you know? and he knows how to get out of the, get out of the spotlight. Yeah. Which is exactly yeah. what John Moran needs. That's true. He that, AKA, that did happen. He to has him. the PR team contact. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Nasty. That's all true. That's all true. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I get that. That makes sense from a team building perspective. Their biggest need is to get John Moran under control. And Derek Rose can be a mentor for him. I totally respect that. It's like like the Nuggets keep bringing back DeAndre Jordan despite the fact that he sucks at everything, because clearly he's a presence in that locker room. I didn't put this on my list because Derrick Rose isn't very good at basketball anymore. But from a mentorship, team-building perspective, I can see the value. Veterans are important again in 2023-2024. I love that, bro. Yeah, definitely a a running theme here. Adults in the room, like Donovan would say. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. What's your number five, Donovan? Did you say number five yet? Yeah, I said five. We're we're on to number four then. Yeah. What was five again? I forgot. Uh, The Coos deal. Oh, who's that? That's right. Okay. Yeah, which number yeah. four? Number four, again, package deal. This is really where I just started putting teams, but the package deal for the Cavs. <laughs> he to, was just like me. For the, he was trying to hide it. You're, yeah. you're terrible. <laughs> no, no it's, it's literally <laughs> the exact same thing. But number four, specifically for the Cavs to get Max Struess. I, we, mm. we we talked last episode in terms of like what the what the Cavs need, and we're like, just get anybody who can play small forward and shoot threes. And they did that. Perfectly. They got Max Schroes, who is a three-point shooter. It's fine that he isn't like some, you know, all-world defender. You have you have Mobley and Allen in the back end for that exact reason. Now, it's going to be tough because you do have Garland and Mitchell and Schroes. And so it's like, listen, those Mobley and Allen are going to be working overtime to defend stuff <laughs> at, the, at the rim. But you needed somebody to make people pay whenever whenever your guards break, break down. Golly, whenever your guards break them down. And so Struess is exactly that. They did the same thing with Niang. I think they had a great offseason. But, yeah, I really like that deal. That's cool, yeah. I don't oh, really yeah. see him as, like, the immediate three because he's about, like, 6'4", six, 6'5". Six, and for the reasons you said when you were going to have a small backcourt. But he's great to have in the rotation for sure. Like, there's going to be plenty of lineups where he's useful. They don't always have Demich and Garland on at the same time. Anytime only one of those guards is on the court, you can have Struess out there to pair next to him. Last year, when one of those guys sat, they didn't really have a strong two to put next to him. It was a lot of Jetty Osman, Lamar Stevens. Blah, blah, blah. So being able to have yeah. Struce as, like, at yeah. worst, a really good six man there, I like that. It's an immaculate yeah. move. All right. That's cool. I, I so, like how we all disagree. It's a good deal. <laughs> I guess yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll go number four now. Yeah. Number four, I'm going to go Nas Reed, three years, $45 million deal. That's our number four. Okay. We talked about it because it broke before last episode. It's an absolute steal. $15 million a year for Nas Reed, who I think with the right playing time will prove to be easily a starting caliber center. 
a high quality starter, not an all star or anything, but a really good starter, I think it's a steal. And it's weird on one hand to pay another center when you're already paying Rudy Gobert and Cat a bajillion dollars, but you couldn't lose him for nothing. And it gives you the flexibility that inevitably they're going to blow this shit up and they're going to trade one of those star centers. So when that happens, you have Nas Reed to step in and get more minutes. I think there's nothing you could possibly want them to do differently with this deal. I yeah, 110% I love it. Agree. It's it's on it's like my they're... it's on my list too. What number is it? It's three. Okay, so it's your next one. Okay. Yeah. What about you, Mo's on your list? Nice. No, it's actually not on my list. I just thought they kind of did like a no-brainer type thing. So I yeah, didn't think right. they kind of. <laughs> I, I would. I didn't want to reward that. But instead, okay. what I did want to reward is the Indiana Pacers, of course. Pacquiao thing, Obi Toppin, we already talked about that, but I want to lean more towards Bruce, or Bruce Brown um, yes. in this conversation. This was a immaculate deal, having someone who is now has championship DNA and is championship savvy and is the exact type of, what do I say, connecting piece yeah, to yeah. have alongside Tyrese Halliburton, Miles Turner, and all those guys, young guys. I think it's, a, it's an amazing deal. He got not an outrageous bag, but he got a good bag. And so this will just do nothing but help speed along the rebuilding process or retooling process of the Indiana Pacers. So they're looking pretty deep right now. Their potential starting lineup could be Tyrese, Bruce Brown, Benedict, Obi Toppin, and Miles Turner. That's fantastic. Yeah, look at this graphic Nikhil just pulled up. This is a team, man. This is that's so many good players. I know. They're legitimately 10 deep. Assuming Jairus Walker's good, there are nine deep of good players. Isaiah Jackson's cool. You count him as a 10th. Like, this team is depth. They're going to soon hit a little bit of a logjam where I think they're going to have to trade some of these guys, especially in that second unit. Buddy Hill probably has to leave to free up some minutes. But, yeah, that's, that's a great move. $20 million a year. Essentially, is a one-year deal because the second year is unguaranteed or I actually think it's a team option, one of those. So... Yeah, it's kind of like the Rockets situation where they have a lot of cash space. Got to give it to somebody. I like it. Yeah, Perfect two to give it to. I like, I, I like mm-hmm. it. I like it too. This is actually my number two deal. So, okay. So yeah, m- moving on the list. Okay, we're flying, we're flying through these lists. Yeah, I didn't put it on there. I think it's, it's a lot of money. It's worth it for them because they have, like I said, nobody to give the money to. They might as well give it to Bruce Brown. But I don't think it's like a huge steal in terms of price. I think he's worth eighteen, twenty million on the high end. I think yeah, especially very... if you're living in Indiana, dude, you have to pay him that money. <laughs> what yeah. else are you going to keep him entertained? Yeah. Absolutely. So they overpaid for the market. The market was a mid-level exception. He went here and not the Lakers because the Pacers were willing to offer like more money than he's probably worth. So good. It's a good idea that they overpaid, but they did still maybe overpay a little bit. So I think it's a fine deal, but not one of my top five. But I undoubtedly love this team now with him in it. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm, I'm just I keep looking at this lineup that Nikhil has pulled up. This team is awesome. Are they going to be a playoff team next year? Yes, they will. For I sure. Think. Guaranteed. They Are they going to be a top six team? Much. I don't know. Yes, they will. They they have, will that, that could be their ceiling. Top five is their ceiling in my mind. Is this going to be next year's Kings? Pate- Pate- listen, they were good. It depends good. on Bennett and Matherin good how good he before is. Before Tyrese got hurt. Yeah, this... Uh, yeah, this could be the four or five seed. I wouldn't be crazy shocked. 
Yeah, I think it honestly, like, I know Tyrese is going to ball out. Miles Turner is going to do Miles Turner things. That's what he does. Obi Toppin, you can just envision the leap that he's going to be taking. But Bennett and Mather, in my mind, is like, you could say the X factor and just how good he's going to be during his second season because he definitely had the cool off moment and he was like absolute gas the first 15 games of his career. I think he shot like 40% from three and then things just went downhill from there. So. Yeah, it really just depends on him on how good they'll be. But I think regardless of the fact, like they'll be um, an amazing team. So yeah, that'd be great. All right, my next deal, my number three is the Clippers trading for KJ Martin for two second round picks. Wow, that you could argue this is that this sicko, could be one of the worst deals. Sicko, NBA sicko right here. That was a <laughs> great deal. Love it. Yeah, you could say this is one of the worst deals for the Rockets because it's kind of similar to the Obi Toppin thing where they gave away a good player because. Well, for this is different, though, because they knew he was good. They just didn't have room in the rotation anymore because they brought in all the veterans. So they just couldn't give KJ He requested for minutes. a trade last year. Yeah, yeah, and he requested a trade. So he was on his way out eventually. But he's way better than two, sec- two second-round picks value, and he's going to come in and be a fantastic ad for the Clippers who have depth, but it's mostly small guys. So to have him come in and be like a four, can play three with some lineups, who provides just speed verticality, solid defense, can move. I think he's going to be a fantastic addition to their bench. And the common NBA public doesn't know about KJ Martin because he was riding away on the god-awful Rockets for the last couple of years. But in a few months when the season starts, it's going to start up. They're going to see him catching lobs and doing great things. And they're going to be like, how did the Clippers get another really good player? They, they never stopped getting good players. And it's, it's going to be great. Yeah. yeah, shout no. out to I'm, I'm Clippers, watching these man. They have crazy. one of the, yeah, they have one of the, when it comes to making trades, they easily have the best core group of people in the entire NBA, I have to say. Like, they always just find these super, they always just pick up these super low investment deals that end up paying off in the future. But then there's also other yeah. times where they just completely drop the balls. But when it comes to doing specific stuff like this, they're amazing. Oh, yeah. If it's one thing about the Clippers, they're going to make a deal. They will make a lot of deals, and most <laughs> yeah. of them will work. Yeah, man. It's yeah. a really high-level front office. Right. Oh. I gave, that's my five, four, and three. We have Donovan's two as well. Mo, did you give your two yet? Nope, I did not. My number two was actually the Houston Rockets and giving that deal to Fred Van Vliet and also what's his, Don't say what's his name? Don't say it. Yeah. <laughs> Dylan Brooks, for sure. I think they definitely like. I think that was <laughs> that can't be part of your best strategies. That can't. They can't be part of the best. It has <laughs> to be. I, I I know a lot of people <laughs> are against it, but I am going against the grain <laughs> because when it comes to just yo, we need some people in locker room who don't play that shit on the court because Dylan Brooks definitely plays that shit off the court. They did the <laughs> exact perfect type of dudes. They put the exact type, exact type of dudes that they need around Jalen Green, Alfred Singoon, Jabari Smith, and all those dudes. Like, and paying them out this amount, much, much paying them out this amount. What the hell am I talking about? Paying them this out amount. this amount. <laughs> paying them out this amount. He's not Good grief, himself. bro. This is crazy. <laughs> he has the retainer in right now. I just know it. Bro, worst part about it, ain't no retainer in, bro. I'm just down bad. <laughs> the comments think you have braces. It's funny. Yeah. So, bro, <laughs> they did exactly what they were supposed to do. I know what's a lot of money. It looks terrible on paper, but it will pay off, and it will help them 
kickstart into a positive di- positive direction and have actual positive progression. And uh, I think they'll just turn it around, bro, in terms of where they're headed to. Now, yes, <laughs> the shooting percentages was ugly. I don't expect it to be any, like, really that much prettier. But overall, I want to look at the <laughs> the effect and impact that they have on Jalen Green, Sangoon, Jabari Smith. That's what I want to see improve. And they'll help Yeah. Them. I like the Fred Van Vliet one a lot more than Dylan Brooks one. Thank you. I, think- I do, too. A lot of people are saying, like, this is going to be the worst duo we've ever seen. Why are people acting like they're a fucking duo? These guys are not the duo. They're the stopgap to help the young players emerge into being the duo. The duo is Jalen Green and Amen Thomas. and I mean, yeah, Amen Thompson and Jabari Smith. Like, those are the core guys who are supposed to be the future stars. People are acting like these are the one and two option when they're just not. Like, no one's signing Dylan Brooks to be the sidekick. He's just a guy. You're paying I mean, over the next over the next four years. Oh my paying, god! If you say the number, I'm gonna scream. God, you're paying fifty million dollars for both Fred VanVleet and Dylan Brooks. Well, you're paying sixty a year. True. That's not helping, ridiculous. Isaac. That's not ridiculous. Helping. This is just nasty. It is, this is what nasty. it is. It needed to be done. The numbers though. are it irrelevant. The numbers are irrelevant. It needed to be done. No, it doesn't. It did. It didn't have to. What be would done you have done all? if you were the Rockets? <laughs> what would you have done? What would you have done? I I would have paid Fred. I would have paid Fred. I would have yes. given eighty million dollars to literally anybody else <laughs> other than Dylan Brooks <laughs> to come pay through. What? Do, yeah. No. I, if we're just talking about the, the Fred Van Vliet trade, I like this for me being the top five. That's cool. Yeah. I think I combined. Yeah. Well, yeah, I like the Fred VanVleet trade. That can be top five. It kind of feels (laughs) like they did not even take a second to gauge the market value of Dylan Brooks, like, at all. I honestly thought he would probably get, like, maybe close to a mid-level exception, 15, 16, top 17 million a year. But it sounds like, hey, like, this number sounds good. Let's just throw it at them. They did it. But, hey, they have money, and they're allowed to be sort of reckless when it comes to these type of deals. The contract also isn't twenty million a year. It's front loaded, so like the first year he'll get thirty, then like twenty seven, it goes down. So in the last couple of years, when Cam Whitmore, Amen Thompson, all these guys are really good, and Dylan Brooks on the bench, they're gonna be paying him like thirteen a year, and the and this cap's gonna go up like three times from then. So the deal won't be bad in the future. But for exactly. this year, <laughs> when Dylan Brooks is shooting thirty seven percent from the field, and he's making thirty something million dollars. Everybody's going to be looking around and just like, dang. And he's going to be walking <laughs> into the arena. Listen, it's hot here in Texas. What is he going to be, be doing? <laughs> <laughs> he's in your city now, Donovan. I'm sorry. Now, now I see why you hate it. Now I no, see why you hate Because you're going to have to I'm deal with it. I'm pulling up to the arena. I'm pulling up to the arena. I'm going to watch these games. But, like, it's, <laughs> it's, it's just crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> That's funny. All right, let me give you guys my number two deal. My number two deal is the Clippers, once again, Resigning Russell Westbrook for two years, $8 million. I think we all agree that last year when Russell Westbrook was a Los Angeles Laker, he was fucking awful. <laughs> he was a bad player. He was not good. But I think we mean. also agree. We also agree that when he went to the Clippers, he was really fucking good. He reinvented him. Not reinvented. He refound himself. And once again, was proven to be a very useful NBA player that you put him around players that fit him and he can do his thing again. We saw him in the playoffs carry that team when they were down bad with injuries didn't carry them far they got their ass whooped but he was on the court keeping them afloat as best as he could 
And he, he clearly showed he still has it. So to get him back for four million a year, I think that's fantastic value for them. Clearly, yeah, there was no market for him, so he probably could have got a little bit more. But I also believe that he saw that he fits with the Clippers and wanted to stay there and rebuild his value further. So he sacrificed short-term money to try to get a big contract next summer. Good, good for him. But the Clippers to get a steal for four million dollars next year. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, exactly. it's it's good. It's good for them. Like you said, if you're the Clippers, you're gonna make a deal. And this is one of this is one of those things where it's, it, even though they're like Westbrook's name is big, this is a deal around the margins, and they're they're doing pretty well. And it, if Paul George and Kawhi could stay healthy for any any amount of time, then they could actually mm-hmm. do something. But this is this is really good for them, though. I like it. Yeah. It's uh, yeah, and. If it results in a big payday for rest on the road, cool. Don't really care. In the short term, it's a steal. I just wonder... I know it's a two-year deal. I didn't see the specifics. Does rest of a player option next year? Is that why he did two years and not one? I'd assume so. Maybe. Probably. Zero I, I didn't see the, I didn't see the yeah. details either. Either way. For, I, I've clowned on Russ more than anybody, but he's worth $4 million a year. I'll tell you that. Great, de- yeah. great deal by the Clippers. Great, great deal by the Clippers. Good deal. Good deal. Yeah, this tweet, Nikhil Schoen right now. Dylan Brooks gets 80 million. Russell Westbrook gets eight. And the NBA is crazy. Do y'all think, <laughs> who would you rather have next year, Russ or Dylan Brooks? That's like Stalin versus Hitler meme vibes. <laughs> oh, <laughs> my <laughs> God. You have? Uh, I'm, I'm taking man. Russell Westbrook. For four, well, for four million, I'm definitely taking Russ. <laughs> if yeah, they were both exactly. even, nobody was getting paid anything, who would you rather have? Russ I'd rather have Russell personally. Westbrook. For vibes. Okay, so the... the, the the rest still does have a player option. That makes total sense. He can take the bet on himself, re- continue to rebuild his value, and next year get paid big. I like that. Yeah. Great move by both sides. Russ personally and also the Clippers. Agreed. So, now is the time to talk about our number one best deal yep. this offseason. Well, yep. I have to go ahead and give it to the Los Angeles Clippers or Lakers for retaining Austin Reeves for that deal. Four years, 54 or 57, something like that. F- million 56. Dollars. 56. 56. There we go. 56 million dollars is insane. Mr. Mojo, Mr. Mojo, you're never going to believe this. That is also my number one. Why am I not surprised? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Love they, it. That's funny. Yeah. They are phenomenal, bro. Like, my honestly, when I saw this deal happen, Initially, I saw, I think D'Angelo Russell got, first it was Gabe Vincent, then it was like D'Angelo Russell, and now I'm like, damn, do they have enough money to go ahead and pull this off with AR or what? And they actually ended up doing it, and no other team, I guess, I don't know. I don't know, I don't know the X's knows, and we're not behind those conversations, but for them to do this with the quickness, too, that they were able to get it get it done in, I think it's phenomenal. He's a semi, he's like 25, so semi-ish young player. He's a good building block. He showcased how good of an NBA player he was during the playoffs and also this entire, basically this entire year when he started to get more trust from LeBron and AD and they know it's like, oh, damn, this white kid actually got some shit in his bag. We should probably, <laughs> go, ahead and get, we should probably go ahead and give him the ball more. Like, this is fundamental, and this will help yep. turn around the Lakers into a lot else. <laughs> it'll just help them turn around as, as a whole, bro. Yeah, for sure. The team turned around last year when they gave him the ball, like you said. So to continue to empower him going forward, to continue to grow with his team, for fourteen million a year, it's a no-brainer. That's a, this is a steal. 
People were talking like, are the Spurs going to offer him $100 million and force the Lakers to match? Apparently fucking not. Apparently nobody was brave enough to. Nobody wanted to mess the Lakers because they knew they'd match. They didn't want to tie up their cap space. So, it's honestly, in two years when the cap keeps going up, it's going to look like one of the best deals in the NBA. And yeah. like that, for, that mo- for that point alone, the fact that nobody matched and they were able to... I mean, nobody offered him anything and they were able to just give him the typical extension. Elite deal. Easily number one for me. You're not going to believe this. This is also my number one deal. Wow. <laughs> Let's go. Clean it's, just, it's, it's the best deal. It's the best deal that this happened. It's ridiculous. Yep. I just... I'm shocked. I think I honestly think that his agent should be fired because after, after after seeing the reaction and everyone's like, "Dang, like you only got fifty six million? Like, yo, you should have had a hundred million dollars." And yeah. it's wild that the Lakers were able to get this amount of a discount for Austin Reeves, who was balling. Like, you you guys are already said it all, but it's just. It's still just very shocking that it actually went down like this. So, shout, listen, shout out to, to Palinka, who has completely turned the narrative on how Fast. good a, of a GM he is. After after year one, people were saying that he was the worst GM ever, and now he's looking like a genius. So, they they yep. did their thing. Now, outside of stupidly trading for Russell Westbrook because he was pressured to do it by star players, mm-hmm. he's been pretty rock solid for his entire tenure. Like he's been a legitimately top tier GM. Yeah. yeah, shout out to yeah. them, man. Shout yeah, out man. To their... Shout out Palinka. Yeah. The Lakers are easily the winners this offseason, right? I have two deals in this top five from them. I think they're they had the if we if we were ranking teams like Mel wants to do, would the Lakers be like undoubtedly the number one offseason team? For sure, they resigned. They retained so many of their core pieces, and then also added in Gabe Vincent and then TP Torian Prince, who was like. A Hawks legend in my 15-year-old mind. So, I We're love... We're calling Torian Prince an initial nickname? Huh? We're giving Torian Prince an initial nickname? Well, that's what I just call him, dude. <laughs> <laughs> he deserves it? What happened to the game I love? <laughs> <laughs> Torian Prince? Come on, man. Look, man. Hawks fans are nasty, bro. <laughs> I, I, used to, I used to go ahead and call that man Paul Mills at P. Millie. Like, I'm disgusting. Don't ever have a conversation <laughs> with me about basketball for real, bro. <laughs> P. Millie. Yeah. P. Millie's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah Those are our lists. We got the best deals and the worst deals in the league. I'll show them both on the screen right now. Both top fives. I like it. It's the... Wasn't the most eventful offseason, but it was well it's not over yet, but it wasn't the most eventful free agency period, but there was some solid, interesting stuff going down. All right. Not bad at all. Yeah. Not as yeah, not as I think funny. that is the bell sounding. Quasimodo's ringing it from up high. It is TikTok time. Let's go ahead and do it. It's the about time. are beating down these walls around <laughs> me right now. <laughs> <laughs> this time we're gonna do obviously we're gonna start with a draft like we always do. And this time we're gonna do a draft of only players who played with Kevin Durant. So this will be an interesting one. Let's let's get into it. I love it. What was the last draft we did again? Uh, LeBron, I think. Was it? No, it was after LeBron. We did one more. Since oh then. no, Kays. It was yes. Kays. Yeah, there we go. There we go. Did I have the third pick? I think I did. So I have second pick. Mo, you have first. Donovan, you have third. Okay. Okay. I want to nice. double up here. I like that. Yeah. So let's draft NBA lineups with only players who played with Kevin Durant at any point in their careers. Mo, With the first, first overall pick, no-brainer, Steph. Ah, I was hoping you forgot, and just somehow I got blessed with him. Oh, yeah, I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> With the second pick, give me James Harden. 
Okay. Okay. I I want the same backcourt that I had last time. Give me Kyrie Irving and give me Klay Thompson. Yeah, that's a great backcourt. Two drafts in a row. You are incredibly lame. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> this is tough. Ah, uh, the, the positions are hmm. The best value here. I'll wait there. Give me Draymond Green at the four. I think that's the lightest position. Oh, man. Yeah. Okay. But the best that's defender cool. on this list. That's cool. That's cool. Okay. So here's my chance to double up. Go ahead. Give me Boogie Cousins and Serge. Fuck, Ibaka. I pick him next. Yep. Give me Serge Ibaka and Boogie Cousins. Damn, you beat me to it. That sucks. Sergi Blaka. I need him. I need him. Those Thunder vibes are too hard. Damn, I thought, I thought you guys were going to forget about Boogie. That was going to be a steal. Yeah, nah. Nah. No more fumbling over here, man. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, someone walked up to me in person and asked me. And someone walked up to me in person and asked me why I fumble so many drafts. Today, I am a changed <laughs> man. No more. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Now I'm in a tough spot. I have my four and I have my two. Jordan Poole. I don't have a three, five, or one. Jordan Poole. Hmm. If Harden. You never played with Jordan Poole. What am I saying that for? <laughs> <laughs> three's a weak-ass spot. I'm going to reach a little bit because there's no good threes. Give me prime Andre Godella. Damn. Okay. Are, are we just, we just going to do this? What? Okay. I... Listen, I I will I will I will make it work. Give me Russell Westbrook, and Ew. yeah, I will have Kyrie play the two. I'll have Kyrie play the two and Clay play the three. I just like that's just it's weird. No that he's, fit in sight. It's fine. We're hoopers. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we 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 get buckets. So yeah, give me give me Russell Westbrook, and yeah, I I want I want a big and give me DeAndre Ayton. Ew. Okay. Okay. Your, your team That's has a lot of talent. It makes no sense together, but it makes talent. <laughs> My turn again. Yep. I'm glad you picked Russ. You know who I wanted? Prime Christopher Emmanuel Paul. Wow. Give me that Houston backcourt of him and Harden back together. I need it. Oh, that was my pick. That was my pick. That was my pick. I'm sick. I now. bet it was. It's the right pick. Okay. So I got Curry, Boogie. And Sergi Baca. Bro, we've gone straight, like, Boogie's not a Hall of Famer. We've gone all Hall of Famers, bro. <laughs> That's crazy. Yep. Katie, you're shameless. <laughs> okay, <laughs> go ahead. Give me Devin Booker next to Steph Fuck! Curry. Yeah, I was about to take him and go small. Yeah, give me Devin Booker next to Steph Curry. And then I need, I need a three. You do. Ah oh, man, this is this is kind of nasty, but give me Bradley Beal. I'm here for the As talent. A three? Yeah, give me Bradley Beal. Give me Bradley Beal. Okay. Am I the only? It's team not my with favorite the... pick, but I need it. Am I the only team with a small forward here? Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, basically, like it's kinda, I mean, it's KD. No, nobody's nobody's yeah nobody's needed a small forward because they've had Kevin. Yeah. Okay. So all, all that's left for me to pick is a center. I have Draymond. No, I'm gonna slide Draymond to the center. Give me prime. Give me prime Blake Griffin at my four. 
he did play with Prime Blake. That's nice. That's nice. I was hoping y'all forgot about him. Damn. Y'all got absolutely cooked. I did I did forget about that. Oh, I can't believe I picked, I picked Serge Ibaka over I did Blake. forget about that. That's You're okay. goddamn right you did. That's okay. Bozos. Chat, I lied. <laughs> I sold. <laughs> it's a part of my identity. I cannot escape it. <laughs> we got a board that says weeks since Mojo sold. We crossed off the one, wrote a zero. <laughs> so I got okay, Steph okay. Curry. Wait, wait, wait. I haven't made my last oh, pick wait. yet. Oh, okay. I haven't made my last one, pick. One more pick. Now listen, I just want to put this caveat. My team is being built for the 2012 through 2014 of era of the NBA. Okay? It's not <laughs> modern NBA. Oh, right? he okay. said he did it NBA. Give me LaMarcus Aldridge at my four. <laughs> Your team is so bad. <laughs> Again. Oh, my God. It's a very specific <laughs> era. makes no sense. <laughs> it's a very specific era of basketball. Oh, <laughs> Very man. specific. Oh, man. Yeah, your team is done for. All your right. team has really high 2K overalls, but they don't win games. <laughs> <laughs> Chemistry is nah. zero, dude. All right. What do you mean? I got Steph uh, Curry, Devin Booker, Bradley Beal, Sergi Baca, and L. Boogie Cousins. L. Ew. Your Ooh, team man. has no defense, but it's a solid. It's a really good. I got team. Yeah, my off my my offense is immaculate, and the fit is great too. It's okay. Who you, who you <laughs> have, Isaac? Okay, I have, I have Christopher Emmanuel, Paul, James Harden, Andre Iguodala, Blake Griffin, Draymond Green. <laughs> small team. Your team is getting team is bullied. Small. Oh my goodness! Get your weight up. What do you, you mean, Iguodala's? I have six five, six eight, six nine, six seven. My team is not small. Uh, okay, your Draymond biggest Gre- player is Gre- six nine. <laughs> Draymond Green, undersized five. Blake Griffin, soft. You have DeAndre Ayton being guarded by Draymond Green. I'm having him in hell. <laughs> Blake, Blake Griffin, Hall of Fame, soft. He's, he's not, that's not, that's not, you have, you have Lamarcus Aldridge on the other side. He's not soft though. He's not soft. Yes, you, you have Aldridge and Ayton. You're talking about soft. Listen, no, 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 no. Listen, Sergi Baca maybe. from the Congo. LaMarcus? Y'all don't stand a chance for me. <laughs> I don't Bro, care. I don't LaMarcus care. LaMarcus is Aiden with good PR. LaMarcus. <laughs> Stop that. First off, LaMarcus, <laughs> he's killing Blake all day. Right shoulder, right shoulder turn all day. He got it. He got him. <laughs> good luck defending James Harden with LaMarcus Aldridge. He and got Andrew him. Aiden pick and roll. <laughs> he got him. That's what I told you. 2012 through 2014 specific oh era of the NBA. That's where we're at. Where we're at. Anyways, Gross. I have I have Russell Westbrook, Kyrie Irving, Clay Thompson, Lamarcus Aldridge, DeAndre Ayton. Oh my, we're winning a championship. What are you talking about? What are you, yeah, what the you fucking mean? yeah. The Puerto, Rican, gonna make, the Puerto Rican league with fucking Boogie Cousins. Yo, no, he's he's winning good. the he's winning the mid season award, bro. The mid season championship. <laughs> Congratulations, you won in Las Vegas. <laughs> I mean, listen, I'm getting a banner for it. I'm I'm putting the banner up. Uh, you're finna win the NBA 2K Las Vegas Summer League. Oh, dude. Like I don't. I have need to go ahead and see MVP. T3 clips. Put this on 2K and run that back because I love watching those videos. Shout out to him. <laughs> Shout out to T3 clips. All right, man. The next thing we're gonna do is a tier list, as always. This time, somehow, some way, we haven't done a jersey tier list yet. Really? So this time we're gonna do that Throwback. We're gonna do throwback jerseys in a tier list. I'm sending you guys the pictures right now. Let me know when you got them. We got six iconic throwback jerseys, variety of niceness levels. I'll say that. 
All iconic in their own right. Okay. I got him. You guys have pictures? Listen, my okay. internet, my internet's jumping. I'm letting you know nice. that right now. Shout out, shout out the new crib. Donovan just moved in. Yo, <laughs> I, I right love now. it. Yes, sir. I gotta catch up, man. Damn. I pay for that top. <laughs> I pay for that top tier Wi-Fi. Let's go. All right. So, let's put these NBA throwback jerseys into a tier list. I said that all weird. <laughs> let's put these NBA throwback jerseys into a tier list. First off, iconic purple Suns jersey. S tier. Jerseys, yes. S- these are these are beautiful. These are beautiful. This is in the running for best jersey of all time, in my opinion. Easily, top five, easily. top three. Yeah, definitely top five. The sun the streaking across with that bold white font, gorgeous. Yep, the placement of it. How you see how the thirty-two when the sun's is kind of angled at a certain way. The color, ah, immaculate, bro. <laughs> hardest jersey, probably the hardest I've seen in my life. I'll challenge that because next up we have the Raptors purple jersey. Okay, this is an A tier. This is an A tier. What? Ooh, A tier? Only because, only because I think that you can't style it the same way as the Suns one because you have this big old baby dinosaur in the middle (laughs) of your chest, and it's it's, listen. If you're wearing this out, like I get it, but it's it's a little goofy, just a little bit. It's culture. It's culture. That's what it is. I don't think it's as good as the Suns one. I'm putting it in A tier. I think it's Mo, an S tier. Mo, respectfully, let's tell this guy to fuck off. This is S tier. <laughs> <laughs> Mute. S <laughs> tier. It's a baby dinosaur. <laughs> that baby dinosaur is amazing. At least you didn't put it lower. But you're wrong. <laughs> yeah, he's not the worst thing in the world, but yeah. S tier. All right, next up. The Clippers Buffalo Braves jersey. That bright ass orange. How y'all feel? Everything they do sucks. This is an <laughs> F tier. This is trash. It's, 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 not, it's not trash. It's actually like a D tier. But I'm going to say it's F because it's the Clippers. They suck. <laughs> they have a Clippers tax? Like, they, that yeah, they suck. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm really? cool with D. I'm cool with D. It's, just, it's not very good. Uh, really? This is a TD3 colorway. So I kind of want to go ahead and say this is a, a B. Well, they're misusing it. <laughs> <laughs> too much orange way too much orange oh uh, yeah i don't know i kind of like it but me personally b but i got overruled d next up the nets blue jersey hard it's pretty good it's not like s tier but it's, pretty it's a good. b it's a b this is a oh, perfect b. b this is the perfect yeah. b. it's so sweet it's so wavy i could be swayed into saying a tier but I'm, I'm cool with b it's a yeah, weird, I, I, it's a weird gradient look. I kind of like it though, but it's, it's me too. It's like a gradient. It reminds me of those. It it's reminds like me of those tie dye. Yeah, it's very nineties. It reminds me of those those cups with the purple and blue yeah. design on the sides. Yeah, our our audience is way too young to remember those, but it reminds me exactly of that. This is the best gradient I've seen ever on an NBA jersey. Period. I think it might be the only good gradient, honestly. Maybe. Sleep I have to go to the archives. That's what, <laughs> that's what I was about to say. Yeah. There's some good yep. ones. Next up, the Pistons teal jersey. This one's tough. This that one might is be tough. an A or an S. I don't really it's know. I'm sore. It's A for sure, I think. I'm going yeah, A. I'm going A. I can't put it in the same category as the Sun. That, that Sun's jersey is just so perfect. This is A. Yeah. This is A. I'm cool with A. I'll give you that one. Bro, that horse hard, do though. something like to me, man. I don't know. I want to put an S. <laughs> 
That horse is just speaking to that me right so now. That was so aggressive. He's whispering in my ear. S <laughs> But I'll, I'll well, one, A. Tell him to stop. But two, <laughs> I love the horse. The font of the 33 is not very good. I think that keeps it down for me a little bit. Mm. I'm cool That's with that. Whatever. Graphic design is his passion. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to merch. Graphic design is my passion. <laughs> All right. Next one. This Sixers white jersey that I've seen like once in my life. This is a it's C. Ugly as hell. This is a C. <laughs> and even on the list. It's such a deep cut. How it's many years weird. do they wear this? I don't even know. I don't I don't know. Yeah, I, this is weird. Somehow though, backspace, if this, backspace, if this was like a delete. starter jacket, this would be this would be hard. Yeah, yeah. Mm. It looks like it's a non-jersey piece of apparel. Yeah. But as a jersey, come on. It looks cheap right now. And maybe that's just yeah. the materials. But it, it looks, looks like a super deep knockoff, bro. Like something. <laughs> yeah. Like some someone in their factory got ultra creative one night. I'm like, mm, this is going to bank for sure. I'm going to put this whole on Etsy. <laughs> 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 Etsy and it probably jersey. did numbers, bro. <laughs> yeah. Like this is not it. Yeah. <laughs> Etsy jersey is crazy. <laughs> yeah. This is not it whatsoever, bro. It honestly so looks going- like. It honestly does look like some like some variation of like the Shanghai Sharks jersey, bro. Like it's just too much <laughs> going on for no reason. Yeah, this is a league. Oh, this is an overseas league jersey for sure. Yeah, easily. Bro. They got some crazy sponsors in the back or something. <laughs> they got a Fiat yeah. logo in the back. <laughs> yeah, for no reason, it's bro. Disgusting. I don't like this. This is FC Barcelona. <laughs> so Gross. What, what, are we going D? Yeah, we, we go D. I, I, I said C originally, but we'll medium. We'll go sure, in between D. D. Yeah, this is just this is is this better or worse than the Clippers jersey? Worse, 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 way okay, worse. They're both D. They're both D. They can't. <laughs> I never want to see this jersey again. That's how bad. <laughs> okay, that's the end of that tier list. Next thing we're gonna do is another draft of sorts. One, we've been doing this for a while. We've been doing player builder drafts. This time, we're going to build a perfect power forward with only current power forwards. Let's draft the perfect NBA power forwards. And so the categories cool. are body, shooting, finishing, defense, and passing. Okay. Body, oh, you're first shooting, up. Defense, passing. Go ahead and give me Giannis Tetacumpo body. Okay. I, I can't, can't be mad at it. He's a freak of nature. Next up, this is a tough one. You know what? Give me Zion Williamson's finishing. Okay. Okay. Probably the best finishing in the NBA, so I'll take that. All right. Give me give me Draymond Green's passing. Fuck! And then how? Okay. And then give me... Are, are we counting Anthony Davis as a power forward? Yeah, you can, you can pick Anthony Davis. Okay, yeah, definitely. And, and then I'm taking an Anthony Davis defense. No, actually, we're not counting Anthony nice. Davis. He's not allowed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. He was, about to be, he was about to be upset for real. <laughs> no, I really was. <laughs> he was quiet for a little bit too long. <laughs> oh, man. That was lying. All right, cool. Okay, next one. There's not a lot of passing. You already got your body. I think I can come back to that. You know what? This is going to be surprising pick, but there's only one other good passer at power forward in the league. Give me Jeremy Sohan passing. Woo! Mm. 
Interesting. Okay. It's okay. a cut. Okay. Interesting. Okay. That's super deep. Yeah, you'll you'll super see the vision deep. when the player's done. All right. Is it my turn? Yep. So I get to double up. Cool. So for defense, give me Jaron Jackson Jr. Great pick. Okay. And then when it comes to passing, sheesh. When it comes to passing, Harlan. yeah, go ahead and give me Sabonis. Sabonis is a center. Yeah. He, he's a center? Yeah, Sabonis is a center for sure. Oh, okay. Give me Scotty Barnes. Better. I like it. We have kind of small forward. I don't know if he's, he's a, a, he plays with... he's a four. He plays with Yakum, OG, Anobi, and Yakub Podol. He plays with Yakum, OG, and Yakub. No, bro, he's a I four. Don't I don't know. I, I think he's a three. I mean, okay, I don't care if you have him. Should we let him have him? Yeah, you you got it. Okay, I, we can we can. Okay, if you guys want to, I'll I'll avoid that. I can avoid that completely. I don't really care. You can have him. All right, cool. Yeah, I didn't want to avoid that anyways. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can have him. He would be a four if he wasn't playing with Pascal. So I get it. My turn. Yeah. Okay. Don't need that. Oh, give me Larry Markin in shooting. Ah, big yeah. ass shotgun look like Larry Markin, and I love it. I almost forgot about him. That's hard. The finish hammer. Okay, okay. <laughs> give me, give me Aaron Gordon's finishing. That's a good pick. Mm, that's fine. And then, and then give me, give me Cam Johnson's shooting. Ooh, that's a good pick. I was gonna pick him if I didn't get Larry. Nice. I love that. Okay, so go ahead. It's my, it's my turn. turn, right? Ooh, okay, turn. go ahead. Might be. Defense. I'm so glad I got this guy. Give me Evan Mobley. Top three defensive player of the year finisher. That's good. That's good. Not your turn, Mo. Okay. So for shooting, give me Chris Porzingis. It's kind of a center. You're picking hella centers. Bro, are you kidding me? Was he a center? No, he wasn't. Yes. No, he wasn't. He was. He's predominantly known as a power forward throughout his career. Uh, that is true, though. Are Come we not? Gonna, no one's gonna. No one's gonna remember him as a center. No one's gonna remember him as a center. We're gonna put I him at the four. Sh- I don't think that's true. But whatever, you can have him. He got drafted as a four too. So, mm-hmm. anyways, twenty fourteen. Pretty small ball. <laughs> a decade right. ago. You know, we gave him. Now, no, we gave you. We gave you Scotty Barnes. You can't have KP. No, no, no. You can't take it back. Too late. Too late. Too late. Too late. You you can't take it back. You cannot take that back. That's shysty. You can't do me like that. What the hell? You're trying to rob me, Donovan? What do you think, Donovan? Are we gonna fuck him over? No. No. He already has. You got one. You already got. <laughs> you only pass. get one. No, you, get you can't do movie. that. Literally, no one's gonna remember Porzingis as a center. <laughs> Porzingis is a center. Actually, we used Porzingis in the center draft too. No, did I we? think you picked Porzingis in the center draft. No, I right didn't. now, I think you did. Donovan, Chris do you Hops, remember that? Listen, Chris Hops, All I know is that Chris Hops Porzingis right now on Basketball Reference, he's being listed as a center. He played a majority of last year at center. He does not count in this draft. Pick somebody. Else. 
Make you guys deserve else. to go to jail. You guys deserve <laughs> to go to jail. Let's go. Let's go. All right, whatever. Anarchy. Shooting, give me Kelly Olynyk. Okay. <laughs> God. He be, he, hey, man, he be letting that thing fly. Am I wrong? <laughs> yeah, all right, man. Okay, okay. And I, I, I guess for finishing, God, this is so shameless, man. Kenyon Martin. God. I said Kenyon Okay, that's Martin. not a bad pick. Yeah, he, okay. he gets yeah. up. Yeah, give me Kenyon Martin. God, this nice is deep, cut. bro. Y'all, ro- y'all robbed me, though. Y'all robbed me for sure. <laughs> My turn? Yeah. For body, give me Paolo Bancaro. That's we're here because that's, that's literally my next pick. That was my <laughs> pick. Yeah, it's my pick. <laughs> okay, um, quick, got that big frame, can got ups. It's easy. All right, for my body, give me John Collins. Mm. Okay, that's kind of nasty. You got a fucked up ass finger. <laughs> you can't shoot. <laughs> you got a you got a huge finger, man. Gross. <laughs> that's funny. That's funny. I would have picked Obi Toppin. I was thinking about it, but I. Oh, yeah, Jeremy was... Grant, low key. I thought about him too. He's really long. Whoa. Oh, my God. <laughs> 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 All right. So I have Paolo Bancaro's body, Lowry Markinen shooting, Zion Williamson finishing, Evan Mobley defense, and Jeremy Sohan passing. Okay. Jeremy have... Sohan passing throws me off like crazy, bro. But I like it. He's probably the second best passing power forward in the league. They're gonna make him a point guard okay. pretty soon. Alright, I got I have John Collins body, Cam Johnson shooting, Anthony Davis defense, Draymond Green passing, and then Aaron Gordon finishing. That's a good team. That's, nice. that's nasty. Mo, was that a burp I just heard? <laughs> just disgusting. Yeah, that was a disgusting burp. I ain't gonna lie to you. Because he did it into the <laughs> mic too. I kind of want to end this podcast right now, but I have some TikToks to shoot. Giannis body, Kelly Olynyk shooting. <laughs> so gross. <laughs> but he was pulling that thing, though. Um, yeah, so Giannis body, Kelly Olynyk shooting, finishing of Kenyon Martin, passing of Scotty Barnes, defense of Jaron Jackson Jr. This player is nice. That's kind of just Giannis Ish. with a jump shot. <laughs> like. <laughs> Yeah, I have the best. Which, like, here. I mean, you know, worst defense, this but is... like a little bit better shooting. Worst defense? What? I got the defensive player of the year. I don't know. I have Paolo Bancaro with Zion's finishing and the forty percent three point shot, and the being a top three defender in the world. What player is kind of perfect? Kelly Onick was Kelly Onick had that strap on him too, though. I don't know <laughs> if the is off the rip, but Boy, that's okay. <laughs> okay. He had a what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you could have had Kevin Love. You could have had Al Horford. You could have had Jeremy Grant. You could have had Tobias Harris. Kelly Olynyk. You could have had Davis Bertans. What? Davis Bertans was ass this in shooting this year. Not com- he was not. Hold on, let me. I don't want to say that. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't want to. I got to fact check myself. Got to fact check he's myself. Asshole. He's, <laughs> a, he's asshole a lot of things, so it's a good assumption. God. <laughs> yeah. All right, next thing we're gonna do is <laughs> I'm going to send you guys some more pictures. Okay. This time, we're going to do a classic. We're going to rate these NBA players if they were bald. Oh, goodness. We haven't done this in a while. <laughs> and these are all photoshops of them being bald. So this is going to be interesting. Okay, Nikhil, can you share screens? There you go. 
Oh my First. what? <laughs> <laughs> okay, Mo Mo, just look at this. Don't look at your phone, Mo. Just yeah. look at what? This. It is perfect. Okay. <laughs> First off, Boban Marjanovic. Oh my goodness. <laughs> this is disgusting. <laughs> he looks like a monster. Bro, he looks like his name is Igor. Yeah, nah, man. <laughs> I mean, his name is Bobon. It's not that far away from Igor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Oh, nah, this is mean. I feel bad. I feel bad for making jokes. This is so bad. This is awful. This don't look like a- with the huge hands. He looks like, like the peak supervillain. No, I'll this five. This is for real, like a Lord of the Rings character. Like that's <laughs> this is this is nasty work right here. <laughs> I'll give him a five. This is nasty work. Yeah, man. I don't know why, but the bald head plus the huge hands just make it look like one slap, and your entire lineage is gone. <laughs> like he's sending you, he's pulling the smithereens. This is this is a four to me, bro. <laughs> Four to me. He just Bo, looks too evil. Donovan? We'll, we'll go three. <laughs> okay. I, Next I, one. I'm so I'm in shock. Four. <laughs> Next up, we have Rudy Gobert. <laughs> Who is this? <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> Who made these? Who so made these? Soccer player. <laughs> oh my god, bro. Nah, he for real looks like. Yo, he looks like an ant, bro. This is <laughs> no. crazy. He quite literally looks, looks like, like a perfectly glazed donut from Krispy Kreme. <laughs> That's to be honest with you, dude. This is wild. He looks like the evil brother from the Prince of Egypt movie. Did you see that? <laughs> oh my god, dude. <laughs> I don't wow. Wow. Oh my god, bro. Yeah, duh. I can just imagine him in a mall wearing and some they tight took away pants, his beard a Gucci too? shirt. This is not loafers. good. This is not good. So I guess it's a six. It doesn't look as crazy. <laughs> True. If we're grading everything off of Bobon, this is much better. I, I'll go. I'll go. Six. I'll go five. We'll go average. <laughs> I'll give him a six. That's fine. Yeah. He looks crazy, but not too crazy. Next one, Anthony Davis. Oh, he look rough. Nah, it's this oh picture. man, you know what he looks like? Low key, he looks like JB Smooth. <laughs> That's. <laughs> oh wow. He looks okay. So I'm okay. I'm gonna give this like a seven, just because he looks like an actual person. But it's not completely bald. True. You still have speckles of hair left. He got the Doc Rivers hairline. He just looked nasty though. <laughs> it's just the, it's the tongue out. That's what it is. Yeah, he just looked nasty, bro. Look like he has a cheese touch with this haircut. <laughs> he looks yeah. like those kids in the Proud Family movie with the peanut heads. Yeah. He just don't look good, bro. Nah, this is he, definitely a weird uncle right here. Yeah, it looks like he's carrying multiple illnesses. That's what it looks like to me. <laughs> I don't like that. I don't like the tongue out. The look. No, he definitely looks up to no good. He's mischievous. Yeah, the the, the, no the slightly geeked like feeling with his tongue is out. I don't like that, bro. Yeah, he saw some. He he's liked that day. Some, he's planning something that will have a negative impact on the community. I don't know what it is, but it can't be good. <laughs> yeah, man. AD, AD, you ain't whoever made this. You ain't right for that, man. You ain't right for that. <laughs> Next, Giannis is a goopa. <laughs> the cranium is crazy. <gasps> oh my god, he's carrying the thoughts of all his brothers in one head. Holy shit, he's literally carrying his family all in here, dude. <laughs> 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 
He looks like an OG Boy Scout, dude. Oh my god. Looks like he said. He says, "That shit you thought, I've been knew it." Yeah. What you thinking tomorrow? I already knew. He's perpetually brain blast. Dude, the cranium is so crazy. It looks slappable and movable too. Like it'll move when you slap it. Oh, dude. Oh my god. It looks like it was polished so carefully with the hand, <laughs> with the elegant oh. hand of the people that made those old Greek statues that are still here 500 years later. Oh, dude. <laughs> he looks like, he genuinely looks like a nerdy, geeky servant of some evil master. He looks like Boban's servant, bro, to be honest with you. <laughs> Holy shit. Racially so motivated, but okay. <laughs> no, okay. No, no. Okay, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> Whoever photoshopped this is a fucking super villain. Yes. There you go. <laughs> the lighting hitting the, per- the top of the head perfectly, bro. Girls. Why is he like this, man? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god this is fucking crazy <laughs> this is not right he, he looks like Mo Bamba <laughs> <laughs> oh my god <laughs> oh my god this is what Mo Bamba looks like <laughs> yo I can't, I can't breathe so this is Mo, Mo Bamba base form <laughs> Oh my god. Yo. Oh my oh god, my god dude. Y'all are nuts. Base form of Bomba is crazy. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, next one. LeBron James. This, this looks normal. mad regular. <laughs> but yeah. 10. LeBron this, needs to do this. this. If he wants to be the GOAT, he has to make the evolution to GOAT, st- goat status haircut. This has been yeah, been yeah, yeah. this. Yeah, the only issue with this though is that he has no beard, which looks wrong. <laughs> That's the only thing. Bald hair, no beard. You gotta make up your mind, man. You can't lose both. He looks very. It's a rite of passage. Yeah, exactly. Why did John just look like that? This is solid. Is <laughs> <laughs> ten? This is, yeah. This is solid yeah, 10. ten. You say so, yeah. Ten. Yeah, it has to be ten. It's a necessity at this point. Next one. Clay Thompson. Dude, that just oh. straight up looks like Jalen Suggs. Holy shit. <laughs> That's Jalen Suggs. <laughs> Are you kidding me? You ever no. seen that white face that people compare James Charles to? <laughs> so this looks like this, this is James wow. Charles. Wow. This is a cross country trucker if I've ever seen it. <laughs> oh wow. Oh my god, he looks dude. Mexican. <laughs> Yo, I need people to he go. He looks ball. like a lot, dude. He looks like a lot. I see Mexican. I see Asian. He, you could tell me he's Hawaiian, <laughs> dude. I see a lot. <laughs> I don't know what it is. He looks like a mechanic. God. <laughs> no, man. Oh my god. I'm gonna rate this yeah, an absolute zero. Please, for please, for the love of God, Clay Thompson, never go bald. Jalen sucks. Your future is bleak. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's your rating? This two. I give this uh three. Yeah, let's give it two. Two's perfect. Two. Yeah, they're way too generous. <laughs> too generous. I wouldn't wish. Two. I wouldn't wish to look upon my worst enemy. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, bro! 
Uh, he just looks like some uh, random overseas player, man. I guarantee you there's an overseas player who looks just like this. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the last uh, one? I think that's the last one. Yeah, that's the last one. <laughs> oh my goodness. Next thing we're going to do, let's do a game of 20 questions. We haven't done 20 questions in a long time. Okay. I'll go. I'll, I'll be the person to think of the player. Give me a second. Somebody say something while I think of a player. My brain blast. Brain blast. Jimmy Neutron. Brain blast. Terrible Duncan Robinson. Uh, <laughs> Duncan Robinson. Miami Heat. Heat culture. Damian Lillard. Are you just saying words? Sean C. Phillips. <laughs> The Ooh, Pacific Northwest. Oh, you're making it harder. You're just shouting words. <laughs> Dante Exum. Mediocre. Okay, I got the player. Let me Google him Shabazz real quick. Napier. Information. You're just naming players. Stop it. <laughs> Anthony Morrow. <laughs> Brandon Rory. Gross. <laughs> okay. You Shout got 20 to questions to guess the NBA player I'm thinking of. Is it Brandon Rory? <laughs> it is not Brandon Rory. <laughs> Was he a guard? <laughs> yes. Was he drafted before 2015? Yes. Nice. Was he drafted before 2000? Nah, he's not that old. <laughs> nice. Was he explosive? Okay. Why do you ask these questions? Was oh, he it's explosive? It's a good question, man. It's a good what question. What does that mean? NBA, I, at one point, he was. <laughs> every every NBA player is explosive at one point. But was he? No. What was that? His mo? Is this a new question? No, like uh, that's just me helping you understand my question. Was that his? MO? I understand your question loud and clear. At one point, he's explosive. I won't tell you which point or when. Oh my god! The way you said that, God, bitch. <laughs> All right. Okay. At one point, whatever. All right. So we got. He's okay. a guard. Was he drafted Before? after? Was he drafted in 2010 or later? No. Okay. So from 2000 to 2009. Oh, 2000, 2009. Oh, okay. Did he play oh, most? What? Nothing. Did hmm. he play most of his career in the Western Conference? Yes. Yeah, I'd say that. Yeah. Did he make nice. an all-star team? Did he? No, he did not. Mm. He kind of said that, like, mm-hmm. he was never in even consideration. Hmm. Interesting. Was he a two guard? No, primarily. I mean, bit of a combo, but not primarily. No. Bit of a combo, but not primarily. Okay. It's tough. Hmm. Tough. Okay. Let's let's keep, let's get this rapid fire going. It's a whole podcast segment. So. Was, was he was he considered a shooter? No. Not, Not no, that would definitely either. definitely wasn't his defining skill. Okay. Nice. Okay. Um, is he an NBA champion? Yes. He's an NBA champion. Okay. Combo guard. Not really a shooter. And he put. Wait, Donovan. I, 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 forget, I forget. Did he play mostly in the Western Conference? Yes. Wait, hold on. Okay. Did um is the team he won? The championship on in the Western Conference. Yes, it is. Okay. okay. Nice. Oh, you getting warm? Okay, okay. So if we think about recent Western Conference champions, combo guard, not an All Star. Think hard. 
<clears throat> quick-ish, explosive-ish. Shooting is not their defining skill. Western Conference champions. All right, so it's, um, hmm. yeah, they were drafted. Was, they were drafted in two thousand, two thousand nine. Afterwards, this feels like a Lakers player or a Spurs player, something like that. It can't. Uh, I don't see. I don't see how it could be a Spurs player or a Lakers. I see. Tick, tick, I, I, tick. I understand it because of championships, but could this um, be? Who's so name someone from the Mavericks, Donovan? Um, Jay, is this Jason Terry? This is not Jason Terry. Damn. Okay. okay. Is this Bruce Bowen? This is not Bruce Bowen. Bruce I Bowen was drafted in forty thousand. Yeah. Yeah. No. I, I I can remember when he was drafted. You have uh, six questions left. You're wasting my picks. <sighs> you should probably narrow this down some more. You don't have very many defining features yet. Okay. All right. Only six left. Damn. All right. So what's what's six questions? What what, what three questions do you want to use, Donovan? Okay. <laughs> you have to be. Okay. So we have to use the. We have to narrow down when the championship window was. I like that approach. So, what? When do you want to set the cutoff? Twenty ten in the last decade. Let's do ten. Okay. Did. I'm trying to think of the perfect question. Um, was his championship? Did his? Did the team he won the championship on win the championship in 2010 or later? Yes. Okay. 2010 <laughs> or later. Okay. Okay. So if we're thinking about Western Conference, you have the Lakers, the Mavs. Uh oh, here we go. You, you have Lakers, Mavs, Spurs, Warriors in the Western Conference. Okay. And so. If you're not talking about, so you talk. Oh, and then Nuggets. Hmm. The Nuggets. They're in the Western Conference. They just won the championship. Yeah, but the, I mean, they were drafted before 2010, right? You guys are struggling. Yeah. yeah. Shut up, man. We're strategizing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. Okay. So we, I mean, we have like we have about 13 years to to think about though. Um, I like those Lord. options. Okay, so oh, damn, I don't know why my mind. I'm stumped for some reason. I know I'm. I'm not too. gonna fold he, this. He said. We're he said. He said like a combo guard though. Yeah, exactly. So who were you? You want to guess? You want to guess a height? Do you want to guess height? You want to guess yeah, height? Let's go ahead. Yeah. Finally. Okay. Where where <laughs> are we? Where are we listing this at? Six five six six. Let's yeah. Let's ask this four six four. Okay, is this player six four and over? Yes, he is. Finally, you asked six four. Okay, was this? Can I use a guess? Yeah. Was this Sean Livingston? This is Sean Livingston. <sighs> there we go. There we go. That was. I felt like a ticking time bomb was on my chest. We got it. <laughs> Here we go. We got it. We got I it. wanted to say him a long time ago, but I didn't want to waste it. There you go. <laughs> it's so I just yelled out the answer. You totally did not match the energy with the response. I know. I felt like, uh, but like, bro, I just felt so much pressure release. I did it. I did not lose the 20 questions. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, man, you guys did it. This is Sean Livingston. Perfect. Noise. Nah!
Nice, nice. And you know what? We have one more TikTok to do, but I think I'm going to save it for next week. I think this is the end of the episode. Dope. Feels about right. That was a good way to wrap it up. Finishing words. If you're still here, comments. What should they comment? Think long and hard about this. Mo, you pick this time. You literally said that last time. Donovan. Okay, I'll pick this time. time. Donovan (laughs) picked time before that. He did? I'm gonna pick Oh, it's your turn, yeah. Hmm. Well what can I get him to comment? Hmm. Who should (laughs) our next guest be on T D three? Okay, there you go. Comment who you think the next guest should be on the pod. We probably won't listen, but I want to hear. <laughs> <laughs> See ya. Solid.